Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. again fellow basement dwellers and nerds of all kind it is time for yet another edition of bandwagon nerds here on the chair shot radio network a part of the chairshot.com where we remind you of course to always use your head it is i the lawyer dave unger coming to you here on another glorious uh monday morning kayfabe it is sunday somewhere at some point in time i don't know anyway um we have another fun episode for you here today. Another heavy, trailer-heavy episode. Some news around the Nerdosphere. And we're, of course, going to talk Mandalorian episode 23. There's spies amongst us, PC Tunny. Um, and PC Tunny and I are going to take a victory lap here on the Mandalorian review this week. Because we, even Patrick O'Dowd, gave us our props on Hockey Talk, which you will hear on Tuesday. He was like, you guys... Got it right. We are actually joined, though, by a third musketeer here today. It is not just me and Tunny. It is the one and only the Reverend Ray Cash. You know, every time Ray makes an appearance, it is a it is an event. Tunny's got his dark saber. So, you know, that sort of thing. But Rev, I know you've uh, had an interesting few days. Thank you for coming on the show and spending some time talking to us today about some nerdy stuff. Hopefully it'll be cathartic for you in some respect. Well, Good to see my brothers. It's good to see that Tony, that Tony took out Moff Gideon and got the dark saber back, or Bo-Katan, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but also, I was gonna say this is my flu game, but I'm not a Jordan guy, so can this be me winning the U.S. Open on a broken leg like Tiger did, going five days? Is that better? That that works. If you only if you can only if you can name the guy Tiger beat in the playoff. Rocco Rocco Immediate. Let yeah, it you go. Can, yeah, you can. 
Love that guy. Yeah. I told you I watch golf. I may not be able to tell you everybody, but I watch it. Or I watch Tiger, so. Well, yeah. Uh, I, oh, dude. I Yeah, I've, I've logged more hours watching Tiger than anything except the Green Bay Packers, probably. <laughs> Rocco, Rocco Media was so dope that weekend that I think some people even were, like, slightly upset he lost, no matter how great Tiger was, because he had a great, great weekend. That was a uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous tournament. Yeah, the Masters went down last weekend. When Tony and I were recording, we were speculating whether they'd get it done or not. They did. John Rahm took it, took it home. Tony, I mean, there was, you go. Cop was, is he really? He really the first Spanish man since no. Seve Ballesteros? Well, since Seve, yeah, I think Sergio. So. Oh, Sergio. Sergio, yeah, Sergio. He did win a Masters. He did a good jacket. Okay, you're yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it was funny because I saw a a cartoon of like all these guys like Kepka and Mickelson and all the live tour guys. And then there's this, this like all these names are being shot at a sleeping PGA tour and then taking cover over the tour was John Rahm, <laughs> the one PGA guy who won it all for him. But John Rahm is easily the best player in the world right now. And I think moving forward, you're going to look back and we might not be so fond as to how live came about and, and Greg Norman basically being a douchebag. And then the rest of the people in the world needing to realize that almost all money is bad money. So you kind of got to get over that a little bit. Cause I think you're going to create a good rivalry here down the road between these two things, because look at how much electricity there was at a, an event. Finally, where all these guys were back together again. And a lot of them were appreciative of it. Uh, even Jason Day, or, or I like to call him Jason Dye, he he was really happy that he could see a lot of his friends that he didn't get to see a lot. And I'm sure there was a mutual feeling like that all across the board. And we're continuing to see golf manufacturers of clubs and products continue to give these sponsorships to guys that are not only on PGA but live. So you guys just brought up golf, and I went all off track, and Patrick's probably going, talk some nerd shit, motherfuckers. Getting there. Damn, we're five getting minutes. There. We're getting there. At, I've learned I've learned from the master of of uh, the chair shot radio, Mr. PC Tony, and Greg for his own, the the head honcho Greg. You can say fuck what you want in the first five minutes before I take the first commercial. So that's right. Sorry, that's right. You got to It's like it's all fluff up until that five minute mark. But I will say this about about the live uh, PGA thing. They got to do something about the official uh, world golf rankings, Tony. When you get when you get three of the five guys who finish in the top five, they're all live golfers, and and you know it's like okay, something's <laughs> you guys got to figure this shit out. I think the biggest thing though is you'd have to get live to not be fifty four holes. Um, that's, that's kind of where we're, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens on the road. It's, it's a fluid situation. It sure is. Speaking of fluid situations, let's get some Mandalorian music and talk about chapter 23, the spies. So here's some Mandalorian music. We're going to set the mood for you. And then got a lot of stuff to talk about here. All right, 
Tony, um, as I said, it is time for our victory lap because it was just a week ago that we were on the show. And actually, I think I think maybe my wife deserves more of the credit for this than you and I do, because it was kind of her <laughs> her idea that when I said, you know, I'm not sure I understood the first 30 minutes of what, what was the point of the first 30 minutes of that last episode with them running around chasing down battle droids and this and that and talking to Ugnaughts and that sort of thing. And she's like, well, I think it's to kind of show that not everybody's happy with the re- Republic, the new Republic, that there's these pockets of dissension going on and, and Christopher Lloyd's character was one of them. And no, we're not going to get into the whole, uh, you know, controversy about Jack Black and, and who was the girl who played Ray, who played Lizzo, uh, Lizzo. Lizzo and people Lizzo, just yeah. losing their goddamn why'd minds ask, about why'd you ask Ray. Why'd you ask Ray? Why didn't you ask both of us? Yeah. Well, <laughs> because he's from Houston. Duh. Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I figured I knew she was some from somewhere down in, in Ray's neck of the woods. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're not going to get into all that, but Ray, um, good save Ray. Yeah, way to go, Ray. You're the man. Uh, <laughs> this is why we, we need the Rev here to keep us straight. But no, um, my wife had said, you know, she came up with that idea. There's pockets of dissension. We saw it. And then we get into the very beginning of this episode. And right off the bat, we dif- we discover it's not a pocket of dissension. It's the fucking Empire as basically sitting there kind of not really even that dormant. And they even say some of the stuff that we said last week, like, you know, people aren't happy. People are already pissed off at the new Republic and, and this and that. And Moff Gideon's there, you know, we first time we saw him this, this season for season three of the Mandalorian. And you've got all these remnants of the empire. And then grand Admiral Thrawn gets name dropped, name dropped flat out name dropped. That grand Admiral Thrawn is in this universe in some form or fashion. And, you know, I think maybe we'll stop there before we get into the part where they end up going to Mandalore and the uh, the trap that gets sprung on them there. It's a trap. Anyway, Ray, I'm going to turn it over to you first again, just to piss Tony off. But, um, you know, your <laughs> your thoughts. I mean, we haven't talked to you much about Mandalore in the past few weeks. Uh, I think Tony and I are unanimous in our opinion. This is probably the best season so far. Um you know, I or damn close, maybe the first one. Ah, it's they've all been great. But your thoughts? I mean, the the empire very resurgent. I know Patrick is not happy about the blatant attempt to retcon the sequel trilogy, which gets more legs here. In this yeah, episode. well, you know what? If Patrick has such a problem, maybe he should come on his own goddamn show. And yeah, talk really, it. man. Instead of leaving, <laughs> instead of leaving up to catch, us, you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna catch hell for that one. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait for next week. Uh, well, he won't be here next week either. He's, well, he's, I can't <laughs> wait for two weeks from now. There you he's go. Writing this shit down in a, in a, I think his comeback episode. episode is just going to be by himself. He's going to have so much to say. It will. <laughs> and I mean, and, and it's, and it's, and it, what sucks is that he won't be here for the, uh, the season finale next week, which is going to yeah, be massive, that does suck. Yeah, but you know, I'm sure, you know, at, you know, hockey, we can only talk hockey so much, so I'm sure we'll have a debriefing about it on hockey talk next week, which is now hockey talk sponsored by bandwagon nerds. Anyway, uh, Ray, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Ray, uh, what are your thoughts on this? The, uh, empire is, is very much still a thing. I mean, and this is, this is the origin of the first order. We know that that's what's going on, yeah. but you know, your thoughts on, on this kind of like this kind of snuck up out of nowhere. It went from just like, ah, oh, there's some people who aren't happy to, Oh shit, this is all really well. Or, and I've made the comparison to Andor. I don't know if you watched Andor, but Andor talking about the origins of the rebellion. 
and how yeah. organized that w- better organized that was than we thought. And this is kind of the flip side of that. So what do you think? Well, well for, first off, let me say I enjoy what I like to call side quest Mando episodes. I enjoy them very much because those episodes you really get to know who Dent Jarn is as a person. And you get to see like I it's if you didn't watch if you never watched every episode and you were just to see random episodes of him of him popping up to different places and people just literally acquiescing to whatever the fuck he asked him to do like who is this dude but when you see the side quest episodes and you see him and Carl Weathers character and what he's done for him you know what homeboy is like whatever you want I got you same thing with uh Bo-Katan and now he's pledged his allegiance to her allegiance to her but I also liked the side quest episode with with uh, Lizzo and with Jack Black because you got to see more of why he grew to respect her when at first they didn't rock with each other at first, right? So little stuff like that I think is important when you get in the grand scheme of things. But also um, the little small things like with the battle droids and whatnot and Christopher Lloyd. But also the one episode that didn't make sense to me until this one was old girl who I guess is uh, the main mole who who like tricked the... Uh, the uh, good scientist was really just trying oh, to do right, good. Right, right. Like that whole episode didn't make sense because it was a misnomer until we got here. But now you see, you're talking about all these spies and all these little chess moves being played. And the ultimate chess move that I don't think anybody saw coming was your boy had took over Mandalore the entire time. Right. I, I sent you're you a TikTok. About, you're talking about Elia Kane. Just to re- go back and mention That's that character. Name? Name. Yeah. Thank you very much. I will trap can't like like uh like exactly like the big red machine. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, the guy who I, pile drove uh Pete Rose. That guy. As among many other people. Yeah. Hmm. I sent I sent David. The guy that he took the hair off and then he won the world title. That guy. He took the hair off. I think, I think, yeah. Literally we, took we, his hair off. We get it. We get it, guys. Okay. We get um, it. <laughs> I sent Dave a TikTok earlier this morning. He was a dentist. I'm sorry. He was a thank dentist. you, thank you, thank right. you. Um, but it had a controversial take yeah. that. Do you want me to throw it out here, or you, you want to talk about that later? Yeah, we could talk about it later. I think the. Uh, okay. I mean, I think. Uh, but I'd be curious. I mean, to the, get ar- the armor thoughts. is 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 definitely a topic of conversation as to. What well, you're her- gonna bring up the, you're gonna bring up her following, uh, Maul, right? In the in the in the what was that the Death Watch or whatever? That well, was no, a, I don't. You know, I don't know none of that shit. Oh. So she? forgive me. Armor forgive me followed Darth Maul. Yeah. Ooh, okay. See? Learning something. Yeah. So forgive me for jumping. I know I didn't want to talk about it now, but Tony brought it up. Essentially, this person believes is saying he believes that the armorer isn't. Everybody thinks the armorer is is a mole or some sort, but in fact, he believes that the armorer actually made a pact with Moff Gideon. Which is how Moff Gideon knows so much about the um, about Mandalore and the lore of Mandalore and how to use Beskar and they even found Beskar on his ship at that time and all of these things and he betrayed her, which is how he got access to the dark saber in the first place. And so she's been trying to hide that, which is why they went hiding when they when they went, you know, because Bo-Katan's been very open about how they fought to save Mandalore and she made her pact and got screwed over. So it would make sense that he was doing that to all the Mandalorians. And it also makes sense why he'd want Mandalore when Din Djarin had been beating their ass one-on-one by himself. 
Um, so interesting. I don't think that the armor is is a is a double agent. I don't think that that's the case at all. Um, I think Elliot Kane and the amnesty program from with the New Republic is what's leaking this information to to the Empire or whatever you want to call it, right? Um, th- that's where I think it's coming from. Um, I, as far as the Vescar and all the rest of that stuff, we we kind of mentioned that before. Like, what was the point of it well they had found a way to get this from the mandalorians and from mandalore without you know i I said last week i said what if it's what if they're the ones that found it somewhere and did it right and it is because you look at um moth gideon now he said not only is is the mandalorians great but so are the jedi and and what he used one other thing as well and he said now i'm the best of all three i want you know and and that's kind of where that comes from. So I don't know that necessarily it's more than Elliot Kane and the amnesty program, because we got to go back to that scientist as well. That was getting the information that was making all those things that she betrayed and mind fried. So I don't know, but guys but, we've gotten this far and we haven't talked about Grogu and his yes and fucking no button. Oh Let yes. The I, in the IG yeah. droid. Yes. That yeah. Go ahead, Tony. And un- him unifying the the tribes of Mandalore o- during that fight, and just grabbing both those guys and pressing the no button over and over again. Just and the fact that Bo-Katan told uh, yep. Din that that he mu- he he he's got a great he you know you taught your uh, apprentice well, and and Din's like he didn't learn that from me. Essentially saying he learned that from you. Yeah, right. Like these yeah. people need to coexist and you need to or treat everybody. He so. learned that from Luke. He might have learned it from Luke as well. So, I mean, I, you know, I think that's kind of under understated that he did spend quite a bit of time with Luke. I'm sure some of whatever Luke taught him has yeah, carried two, through year and a half or two. Yeah, they, John, John, yeah. John Favreau said that the amount of time that has elapsed in Grogu's life being away from Din is the same amount of time we had between season two and three. All right. It's so not, it's not super long. It's year, year and a year and a half, right, two years. Right. And, and I think, you know, I mean, yeah, you you see Grogu, and it's good because it gave him a vehicle to communicate. Granted, as simplistic as it could possibly be, but it's still a a communication aspect of Grogu that we didn't have. And the fact that he's using an assassination droid as his uh, vehicle, his chariot, is is really good. But let's, let's switch gears and talk about Mandalore because we know everybody goes to Mandalore. They go to the mines, you know, they... They, they get reunited with uh, other Mandalorians who've been on the planet since basically the purge started. And they all go to where they think is going to be just this abandoned nothing that they can just, they go down to the forge, then they're going to reclaim it. And instead it's, it's a big trap. And like you guys are saying, Moff Gideon and the empire, whatever the hell it is, the remnants of the empire, the first order, something in between, I'm guessing is really what we're dealing with here. Um, They've got it all under control. Moff Gideon's giving Dark Troopers Beskar Alloway fucking <laughs> armor. Um, you know, they separate Din from the rest of the group. Din gets captured and taken away. Paz Vizsla makes the ultimate sacrifice. And guys, Praetorian fucking guards. Now, look, whether you love the sequel trilogy or hated it, and we all, Patrick is the one of us who really liked The Last Jedi. The other three of us are like, eh, but I liked it. you liked it? Okay. I was I was okay with it. It's not my favorite of the three. It's the worst of the three. My least favorite Star Wars movie is Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, or is it three? Which one is the long drawn out fucking love story between Anakin and it's forever? That's the second one. Yeah, Yeah. that one sucked. But 
I mean, the thing is that, yeah, the Praetorian guards were the baddest, badass part of Last Jedi. And when they show up here with weaponry that just pierces Beskar like it's melting butter and they kill one of the most beloved characters in here. Uh, and that's how we end the episode with Din being taken away, Paz Vizsla dead, uh, Moff Gideon in complete control of the planet of Mandalore. And, you know, I think like, it was funny, Tony, because we were like last week we were contemplating and speculating. Well, what happened to all the Mandalorians? They're nowhere, nowhere to be seen in the sequel trilogy. And Pat was like, I don't think they wiped them all out. But and he may be right. But this episode is clearly designed to show Moff Gideon with a design to wipe out the Mandalorian race entirely. It's kind of like his last hurdle to to being able to, you know, just take everything away from the new Republic, considering the Mandalorians, you know, could kind of stand for something. Right. And they're willing to help people out. So it's so interesting right now. I can't wait to see what's going to happen next week and, and how we're going to finish this problem yet. Present another one for next season right away in one episode. So I'm like, shit, we got to, I'm watching all this happen. I'm like, Oh fuck. We got to have some kind of Jedi come out here and help these motherfuckers. How are they going to get out of here? As, as <laughs> right. far as they know, there's what only two left. Ahsoka, three Luke. if you count Grogu. Three if you count Grogu. There's Ahsoka. So, like, there's Luke. No, but yeah, that's who all they know. Grogu? Who saved Grogu? Luke. No. Oh, the uh, Ahmed Best character, the Jedi from uh, who was Jar Jar. His name. Oh yeah, but that was in the past. Past. I bet you, homie, dead now. Maybe. Yeah, but if he saved Grogu. He could be alive. It hasn't. It hasn't been that. I mean, Order sixty six. You're looking at. Well, yeah, that's probably a good 30 years, so maybe you're Yeah, right. he's probably dead now. Um, but I have a question. What's up? So they Moff Gideon had the meeting with everybody where uh they talked about Thrawn and Moff Gideon basically had to like, you know, big time his way and Gus Gus Frank his ass and keeping people calm people all the way down and you know, fuck that Thrawn noise. I'm actually here shit, right? I'm pretty sure that was on Mandalore. I would think but so. I, but I thought Mandalore couldn't communicate with people outside because that's true. when they bombed it, it went off its axis. So if that's the case, what the fuck they know that the actual Mandalorians don't know? Because that's the whole reason they thought they couldn't get back on the planet. Right. And I mean, this could be they something that was... They thought it was uninhabitable. But mainly because they couldn't was, communicate to it and it's off its axis. Yeah. Keller and Beck was the word. The, Keller and Beck, uh, yeah, there you I, go. Yeah. There you go. Um... Yeah, I mean, it it raises some questions as to where was Moff Gideon doing this transmission. It also raises a question: Where is Palpatine in this whole thing? You know, is he? Does Gideon oh, know that? Alive. Yeah, does Gideon? Yeah. You know, does Moff Gideon know that he's on Exegol? You know, and, and being turned into a clone and being brought back to power. How does Thrawn fit into all this? I mean, you're talking Thrawn and Moff Gideon. I don't think can occupy the same space at the same time. That's just not. Not with those egos. I don't see how that happens. I don't happens. see Thrawn being Mandalorian to Jace. I see Thrawn being Ahsoka's main dude. And yeah. then when we finally get the movie, they'll probably wrap all that shit up. Moth Gideon didn't certainly didn't seem interested in working with him whatsoever either. That's like, true. Like, yeah. oh, hey, hey, if you're going to be here, you need to be here. Otherwise, we're fucking going, man. I, and I don't even need you to be here. Yeah. But the unfortunately, the Empire, Empire Jace things... The biggest bads don't never seem to want to rock with each other. Unless it's somebody directly under Palpatine. Everybody seems to like always be jealous of one another and want to take each other out. 
or some form of fashion. Vader, I mean, if you look at uh, the extended universe back before they got rid of it, Vader couldn't work with anybody. Anybody yeah. who even and and people were jelly. Oh, I can be I can be the emperor's right hand man. Man and Vader was just like, I'm just gonna force choke your ass out of here, and that's gonna be the end of it. So pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think I think what are the odds? I, I say the odds have got to be really good that you know they're all they, Bo-Katan and a lot of the Mandalorians flee. Um, there's no doubt in my mind Bo-Katan is gonna rescue Din by by riding a mythosaur, right? I mean, I think that's that's gotta that happen. Would be dope. That's got to happen. But, but but I would not be shocked, personally, if the Rangers come to save them. Because there's that one Ranger that came to where the Mandalorians were hiding. And remember, they was ready to shoot homie. And he was like, look, I don't, I, I ain't put your place where, where it was. I'm just here for him. And Dim was like, we good. I know him. And he's the only one member of the New Republic and the Rangers who actually trying to do good shit. Because everybody else is so wrapped up in bureaucracy. He's the only one that's like, no, we're here to help people. So I feel like that's not, they didn't just, knowing John Favreau, I don't know Dave Filoni as well as I know John Favreau's work, but John Favreau doesn't introduce somebody for nothing. So if homie, if that spot was big enough, he wasn't just the precursor to get them to go save Carl Weathers. Like, I think he's really trying to create his own uh, Calvary in some form or fashion, because clearly, and I don't mean, I know this is going to sound crazy seeing as this is a show about Mandalorians. I don't think the Mandalorians are enough anymore. No, I I mean, you're talking, you're talking dark troopers with their technology. I I mean, you know, that's, that, that's a a very scary thought. I mean, yeah, you gotta, I mean, I wonder if Luke's going to show up. You know, I still wonder, you know, does Boba Fett show up here at the very end, you know, and offer some well, backup Fennec that's Shad, a good something one. like that? Boba you know? Fett and Fennec, yeah. That's a good, because cause, cause, uh, Boba owes Din. Din saved his ass. And really? You're really going to get Super Luke again? We might. Well, Luke would come for Grogu. Yeah, I mean, Grogu. Not, not to take him, but to. Think about well, it, listen, though. If I, Gro- I would love to see Luke Skywalker again, and especially in his all you know, uh, ultra powerful state that we seen him the last time. It was like the most powerful Luke you'd ever fucking seen, right? It was no problem for him to just take out an entire ship of some of the, you know, most dangerous opponents ever. But is that we're going to fall on? Because we already talked about it. There's more seasons of Mandalorian to come. There's so much more story to come, right? And every time they get backed into a corner, oh, oh, don't worry. It's somebody, look, look. Look, we weren't well, we were, we were kind of okay before, but I, now we really need. To. I think the odds are better that Ahsoka shows up than Luke. I mean, I think, and that that I could see because her show's coming up, up next. New show, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm with it, that. Grogu's going to be obviously. Grogu knows that Din's in serious, serious trouble. Am I the so, only one that notices that besides Din, Grogu is taking an affinity to only women? <laughs> what are you saying? That Grogu's yeah. a, Grogu's a pimp, Tony? Is that is that what you're saying? I mean, maybe, maybe he just likes the boys. I don't know. Maybe or dead ass. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, he, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He really fucks Bo-Katan. Yeah, he likes her a lot. He likes and, her a lot. Lizzo's character? Yeah. Yeah, well, she, but she, she was the only person ever treating like a baby. I'm sure he liked that shit. Well, and the mechanic, Din Djarin's mechanic. Yeah, that Din, Din's mechanic, he likes, Grogu likes her as well. Um, Keep playing him out there. Who else we got? Because you're going to throw out uh, Cara, Cora, Dune? Cara Dune? Cara Dune, he was no. okay with her too. Um, I don't know, man. It's, 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 yeah, it's, uh, 
they need some they desperately need some firepower to match up against these guys. You know, it's not going to end with just the uh, first <laughs> order running rampant. So, <laughs> so could it be they're going to be pimping ain't easy? Shut up. <laughs> easy, easy pimping is not. Um, it could it possibly be? Thank you. Could it possibly be more Mandalorians popping out that we don't know about? Could the armorer make the call to all of them? Because I, I truly feel like the one like thing Armor does know is that she knows where every Mandalorian is and just ain't saying shit. There could be ones in hiding that she's not trying to get involved in. And, and it's the thing, though, too, is because, you know, in keeping these secrets, you think that the Armor is the one that's tipping the hand, where, in fact, maybe she's holding her hand back so as not to play oh, yeah. it out. All. Clearly, right. she's holding information in. And, and, and it, the thing... The thing that you can see with the with the armor and and it, you can recognize the horns on the on the helmet. That's that's the Darth Maul connection from the Death Watch, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yeah, I could see. That. I mean, she's when does is Maul still around? No, he got he got he got Maul's off in Clone, Clone Wars. That's cut, right. Got cut in half. No, Not he survived that. <laughs> he survived that. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you might be right. The armorer knows where some extra Mandalorians are, but doesn't want to get them involved because why, you know, get everybody there so that everybody can get wiped out at once. But maybe she thinks this is an all or nothing situation and every all hands on deck. You know, I love your idea about <laughs> about if, if, man, if Bo-Katan rides fucking with the sword. You know, that's it's happening. It's got to happen. So, number one, that'd probably be like the biggest moment of the entire show. Number one. But number two, I think it'd be dope because the one thing about being a Mandalore and not being a Mandalorian or knowing the lore of the actual religion and the the people that uh, of and the, the planet is, Michael Gideon don't know what the fuck they are and what what's important about them. So that's probably the one trump card they have. Well, it's 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 a rallying point because of what that creature represents that creature's bigger than that that fucking thing that wiped out their ship that came out of the of the uh sand in this last mm-hmm. episode mythosaur is probably what three times that size so i mean you're easy talk, easy you took talk, up the whole lake lake uh of the waters of minnetonka yeah <laughs> lake minnetonka lake titicaca wait where where's the <laughs> mythosaur at now uh um, it's it's, it's, it's prince's backyard it's actually it, it appreciates jazz, so it's in Utah. Salt, salt Lake. It's in, it's a Salt Lake mythosaur. There you go. Yeah, I I would be surprised because I like you're saying, Ray. They don't just introduce something and don't do anything with it. She saw the mm-hmm. mythosaur, the armor. We've talked about it on previous episodes where it wasn't real clear whether she believed Bo-Katan or if she thought, oh, you're just seeing visions and stuff like that. But now with the stakes as high, I could see the armorer saying, "Did you really see it? If you well, really saw it, you need to go and get it." The, the real question, I think, to start the episode, someone from the group of Mandalorians that escaped has to go off out of leave the planet to go get the rest of them because you can't radio. Will the Empire try to take them out before they can do that? Because I doubt that they're going to just come down on their own because they spent a whole day down there without doing anything and they were still up in, in space. Right. So it's got to be some form of communication that happens first before we get to that, which could be slightly interesting, given if there is a firefight leaving the planet. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, what did uh, didn't Moff Gideon launch bombers and interceptors and all that kind of shit. So they're, there you go. they're on their way to the fleet. 
Um, you know, maybe that's where the Rangers and the X Wings show up or something, Ray. To because we know X Wings can kick the shit out of Tie Fighters six days a week and twice on Sunday and something like that. Straight up, I think I and, fucked, and, I fucked that up, and, but that's okay. We know it is. And and since Cara Dune decided to maga her way off the show, can we get the actual Ranger to get some actual love on the show and be named? Like, do we know his name? Mm. Old guy in orange. There you go. Old guy in orange. I like that. It orange is the orange is the new something, but old. Yeah. Orange is the new old. Anyway, guys, let's let's uh let's bring the conversation of Mandalorian to an end. I mean, one episode left, season finale next week, all sorts of speculation. Uh it looks pretty bad for our heroes right now, especially Din, who's in custody and incarcerated and tied down and whatever, and Paz Vizla dead. So We'll see what happens, man. What do you, what do you, I mean, other than what we've talked about, anything else that you want to see really happen in this season finale, Ray? I'll go if you, if you don't mind, Tony, I'll go first. And I don't mean to be morbid, but I would like to see them not win. I would you like to might see get men, your wish. Yeah. I would like to see for once the story end on a cliffhanger because Ahsoka's coming. And then I know we have the tie up story. At the end with the actual movie, whenever Filoni's going to make it, however many years from now, I don't know. But I think it'd be more interesting. Every single show that they've done has ended with positivity. Even Andor and Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan had to fucking fight Vader again. Yeah. Right? And so, like, and the only, all of this shit... I was gonna say the only reason Andor ends with any positivity is like, well, you know, Cassian survives because he dies in Rogue One. But if you watch that to the end, they're building the fucking Death Star. It's like, well, that's not very uplifting. Well, but again, this is supposed to be the birth of the rebellion. So you know, I mean, most most we know, and we know it doesn't end well for him. So yes, (laughs) yeah, yeah, unfortunately, but. It would be interesting, I think, for me, and a change of pace, a welcome change of pace, to see them not win and have to figure out what the fuck we're doing. Because I'm tired of the teases and the teases and the teases and the teases of the First Order or the New or the New Empire or the, the, the this and that or the 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 Space Yankees or whatever the fuck we're gonna call them. Space Yankees. I'm, I'm tired of the of the teasing. Let these muggers, let the motherfuckers come, and then let it be beat. But you're going to keep cutting them off with their feet, and then it's going to go back and respawn somewhere else. Like, that gets tiring at a, after a point. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. if that happens, and then Moff Gideon ends up losing, that's your reason for Thrawn to come and say, yeah, bitch, I told you. You should have waited. And now you have some real story. I see Moff Gideon losing at this point. I think that to bring him in in episode seven, just to wipe him out one episode later, that makes lightness. But as we've waited the whole season for him, yeah. is what he did. Season there he is. Now he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, you got anything you're looking forward to in this season finale, other than what we've already uh, talked about. Grogu mess with it. So before our, you guys were talking about uh, Paul Sun Young Lee, a Canadian actor who plays Captain Carson Tiva. That's your oh, orange man and or, old men in orange. Captain yeah. Tiva. All right. There you go. Um, yeah. Why? Yeah. Ray's kind of got a point. Why can't it the, end like on a bad cliffhanger for the Mandalorians? Because this is this this is this is the story they've been setting up. You wonder why there's so many side episodes because it just brings information on what's been going on with Mando in 
you know, the same track as what's happening with Mandalore and, and meeting all these different people in the path that he's been put on and who he's been with. This series is the reclamation of Mandalore by the Mandalorians. So why wouldn't you leave it like, oh, well, I don't know what's going to what's going to happen. And then where does this go from here? Like the, the struggle with taking back Mandalore against Moth Gideon and the New Republic could be all next season. Could but be. possibly I, should I be. Don't, I doubt there's such Roman Reigns-esque storytelling here. And I will I will go ahead and say that we'll get a resolution with Moth Gideon not being completely eclipsed from the series, and we'll see what happens, and likely your Ahsoka prediction's correct. Oh, so instead of using the three-year Roman Reigns S storyline, we're gonna we're gonna pick the easy old John Cena storyline. That's Can't right. Seem. Show up and uh, wipe him out real quick. Re- wreck everyone and leave. Something. You can't see me. Yeah, he can't. Hey, he can't can't hey, see Tony. The wreck everyone and leave was a, was a disc because that's a Roman line. But I I appreciate it though. <laughs> that's right. All right, guys, let's take our first commercial break, then take an extended walk through the trailer park. We are listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. Tony, where can people get their hands on some of that awesome Chairshot merchandise? I know we got shirts with all sorts of... Are we bringing back Platt Balaz 2024? Is that is that a thing or probably not? Just bringing sexy back, baby, with ProWrestlingTees.com so, forward slash the Chairshot. You can get everything in soft style, including the tank tops now as well. So go ahead and spend that extra couple bucks. Your epidermis will greatly appreciate it. That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Plenty of great designs, plenty of great sayings that'll make get you noticed at your next gathering. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. We are back. It is time to head to the trailer park. I just thought, you know, do we uh, do we really piss off? Do we really push the envelope and piss off Patrick with the we, we got the banjo duet? right here on the show this week you know these are the uh these are the two guys who play banjos better than the actual uh actual banjos and we know how patrick loves it when you guys break out the banjos and tony's already licking his thumb ray you feel enough to play in some banjos or man look hey i'm it's <laughs> it's whole 77 and my my leg is killing me right now bro that's 77 71 you got what i'm saying good point all right, never mind. We'll we'll just we'll just do the banjos the old. I mean, way. do the people want it? We know the people want it, Ray. All twenty-seven of them are clamoring for the uh, the Tony, banjo. Do the people do the people want it, Tony? I I generally they they do tune in, but I mean, I I don't know. We could just we just give them something different, though. Okay, to so make you guys. think about it. No. So we're gonna do dueling yes flute. Thank you. 
not mad at it. You know, I, I'm not. I'm definitely not mad at it. So was that it's from not, Deliverance not or a, something, or where was that from? No, that's that's, oh, that's, that's just some Appalachian bluegrass. That's got too much soul for Deliverance. That's true. Don't say nothing. Just do it. Anyway. Sweet. I thought last week was bad for the uh, trailers, but we got a bunch more here. And I had to actually like stop doing trailers because I'm like, all right, too many of them are here. But we're going to start off talking about Star Wars Visions Volume 2 coming out May 4th, 2023. Uh, Patrick, I know he told me that he watched Visions with his uh, son, Little O'Dowd, and they really liked it. I haven't seen any of it. Um, I love in the trailer, the animation style is 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 varied. And it looks it's, really cool. Go ahead, Tony. It's that realistic kind of computerized animation, right? Where Some you, of it, yeah. You're almost trying to make it seem real as opposed to cartoony. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, some of it, but I think, it, aren't there like varying animation styles in this thing? It's not all just kind of the same kind, right? No, it's, it's nine different animation studios with all different styles. Okay, right. You have some anime, you have some cross-brushing, you have like all different all different styles, which is dope because Star Wars is so thematically different in so many different ways with so many different stories you can tell in worlds and areas that it's cool to see these different worlds in different medium genres, if you will. Um so I think that's dope, especially think of Star Wars in the eyes of what the Filipinos think of it or what the Venezuelans think of it. Or I'm just I don't know if these are actual countries that are doing this, but like, that's cool to me. I think we forget that Star Wars in general is is not just a story that's being told visually, but it's also like a display of art and nothing, you know, uh, permeates that more than after you're done watching the Mandalorian and you see the sketches for the show, they're gorgeous. They're almost better than some of the scenes you see. Right. So like anytime you can break it down and, and put it in an artist's hand, it's, it's just, it gives it that, you know, artisanship, that authentic authenticity of, of, you know, feeling along with what you're visually taking in. Ray, did you watch uh volume one of visions? Where's so, there it is. I, I, it's, I, I'm sorry, I'm watching other trailers, so forgive me. I, uh, <laughs> Get caught up, I, Get caught up, damn it. Go if, ahead. So if, if anybody gets a pass, I've been out of town on work, and the second I got off the plane, I went straight to the hospital, for the record. That's right. So I think, uh, I think I've think i had a it's little... All Chris, it's Chris Platt's fault, too. We already established that. <laughs> so you had all that time in the hospital, and you couldn't watch a trailer, huh? When, okay, I didn't on, send him on. the rundown in time. That's on say, me. When, That's on me, Tony. There we go. Yes, thank you very much. Uh-huh. I kid, folks. I kid, folks. I kid. Send your um, hate mail to GPP. <laughs> that's right. Um, I have not. I'm disappointed to say this. I haven't watched any of the the animated Star Wars stuff that goes back to Clone Wars. That goes back to Bad Batch, and I'm disappointed because I hear nothing but good things. And Dave has been very upfront with telling me how a lot of the shit that happened in Clone Wars specifically has showing up in this Rebel, for example rebels is, rebels especially is is now yeah. everything going on in mandalorian is really tied into rebels so that is absolutely something that i am planning to do but the reason specifically i didn't watch visions was because from the way it was pitched and i could be wrong but none of it is canon from what i'm learned from what i believe so it's something that i could just watch whenever i want to it's not like i have to watch it to keep up with this or that because if, if it was canon 
I would be more inclined. Like Bad Batch, I think they're trying to make some of that canon. It is canon. So I feel like, yeah, so like, I'm stupid for I've missed that. But Visions, I could watch today, next month, next year, next decade, and it'll still be relevant because it's just a new telling of a different story by a different animator and editor. So well, You got time to but get caught up on all this stuff. You got time to get caught up on all this stuff. Well, shit, I've had time to do it the past two days, but I was too busy fucking damn near innovated. Because so. you didn't talk to me first. So I would have been like, Ray, in between breathing treatments, watch some uh, some Clone Wars or some shit like that. You know, come on, get with it, yeah. Ray. Yeah, you're having trouble breathing, not hearing and seeing, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Friends, right? Damn Friendship. it, your look, eyes, look, are still, your eyes and ears still up. work, right? You know I love you. We do, Ray. <laughs> we love you. It's all silver so lining. Like, well, this part's you know working, okay? I'll get to work. Hey, why are you joking? I did, I did watch Titans, so. There you go. I heard that's got its last episodes out now, so it's all downhill from there. Or done. I, well, look. I know this is a quick, this is a tangent that we don't want to talk about, but I'm sick of Trigon, but Brother Blood looks genuinely terrifying. So yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta get caught up. I want to finish that as well. But let's let's move on. I mean, yeah, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek. Wow, Star Wars visions. Yeah, exactly. Live long and prosper, but not in this Vader tri- time. Not in this Vader time. Vader, Vader Picard, time. Is that what that is? Picard just wrapped up, though. I think if yeah, you're talking did, yeah. about. Yeah. So Vader was a Vulcan is what Ray is saying is Vader was a Vulcan, but uh, exactly. Let's talk about this next trailer, which man, Patrick shared this one and I know how much you guys love horror, but geez, talk to me coming out July 28th, 2023. Wow. Uh, Tony, I want to turn it over to you first. Did you get a chance to check out this trailer? And, and I mean, this, this looks pretty damn creepy. You know, it's interesting because it's kind of I it, it's a I'm not a horror guy and it, it seemed like a, a kind of a, a a new take on a Ouija board kind of yes. thing connecting with the dead. Um, and it was kind of, I you know, at first it was a horror and I'm like, OK, I don't even really need to watch this. And But I watched it. I watched the trailer um, and it was just it was kind of cool. And she came back. The girl who did it in the trailer with, with there's this hand on a table and you 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 grab it and then you say what? Like. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of the bit. Yeah. That was a giveaway. Um, (laughs) and, and she, she goes through this thing and you can only do it for 90 seconds or whoever you channel or whatever you channel wants to stay. And it becomes a problem. And she comes back. And I think the most interesting thing for me was when she came back after seeing it visually and, and audibly, it didn't look like the greatest experience. It was kind of weird, but she was like, Oh, it was amazing. So, I'm not going to watch it, but it's a really interesting concept. Yeah, I thought I thought the trailer looked really cool. the 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 concept, like you're saying, it is it is a little bit more tangible version of a Ouija board where this hand grabs back, and these uh whatever your chair like like what do they say uh, light a candle to open the door. You only have ninety seconds. Make sure you blow the blow candle to close the, close the door. And, and they, they put the speculated that they for some reason why do they fuck with the dog again? Why do they always gotta be yeah. fucking with dogs? They put the dog in the next room. I don't know. Maybe it's because the dog can sense what's going on. Yeah, and, I think and, it was to protect them. Yeah, Ray, what do you think? I know you love horror. Well, actually, you're a bigger horror fan than Tunny is. I think, but much bigger. Like I really, I genuinely love horror movies. Yes. What did you? Uh, what do you think of this one? Is this guy? Did this pique your interest? So, I'll say that most horror movies I'll watch, but I watch they gets out out of theaters. I can see this in a theater. This shit looks so good. And so 
I know, shout out to the homie Aesop, who's big on A24, like that, like he got stock in that fucking company. Some should, should, um, and and they're having they're having a banner fucking year to their credit, right? Everything, everywhere, um, all at once, just beat the shit out of everything, and then some. Um, the shit but, out of everything, everywhere, all at once, all at, all at once. <laughs> I I I don't mean to give the credit to Jordan Poole, but Jordan Poole made horror cool again. Right. Even though he isn't just blatant horror, but get out made horror like especially big, big budget screen Psycho- horror, psychological horror. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's cool again. Yeah. Right. Jordan Poole. Peel. Sorry. Jo- yeah. Jordan Poole was hooping last night. I was, night. Like, Jordan I was like, dude, dude put up 17 last night and he's making a horror movie. I was like, dude, well, boy, that was working over Check out Jordan Poole's next next fucking uh, horror classic, Draymond Green. Oh, oh shit. Um, One night in Sacramento, but no, right, reason, right? Only only reason I bring him up though is because ever since then, it, it's he's made it fun to do different things, and I and I think of Smile being in that same in that same world where it's not your typical slash him up, kill him up monster thriller. It's this shit is up here psychological. This feels like that. And those are the type of horror movies that interest me. So no, I, agree. I am in for it. Yeah, I agree. Eddie, I mean, no one, I, it's what, 2023 now. No one, I think we've seen enough slasher films. There's no iconic characters left. Every time they try and bring somebody like Michael Myers back, it's a, you know, it's like a wet fart in church sort of situation. It just doesn't work. So, but psychological well, horror, well, if it's done well, is the best I kind. I disagree with- I disagree on the Mike Myers part. The reason the Mike Myers thing didn't work was because they tried to do a new trilogy. The first one was really good. Well, yeah. Okay. That yeah. was the problem. They got they wanted too much more money. Had they and and I still I'm still a proponent of the third. I know many people hate it. I still think it's a good, really good movie that had a good point. It's just it's not what people wanted. But anyway, nonetheless, had you just done the first one and said we just giving this to a new audience, everybody loved the first one. Yeah, you so, got a point. But even even but even that had elements of it wasn't so much of a slasher it was some of the psychological elements brought into that movie that that kind of made it a little bit different I thought but that's the beauty of the Halloween movie more so than Jason and more so than Freddy that Michael Myers really is truly a psychological thing just the guy just happens to kill brutally right but it really is psychological they tried to make Jason psychological and Freddy is more of a tortured soul than anything. But Mike Myers really is more psychological than they give him because he's being abused the whole time by the damn uh, uh, psychologist. Psychologist. Shrek was being abused by a psychologist? What are you talking about? Mike Myers. He said Mike Myers, Tony. Man, look. Okay, I'm (laughs) oxygen bribed. Give me a break, okay? (laughs) We love you, Ray. God damn it, donkey! Oh, what did you do to What did you do to Michael Myers? Eric? It's only going to get worse the more I talk to him, so I apologize. It's all It's all It's all about donkey. Anyway, uh, let's go to uh, the next trailer, which is an, another interesting. I don't know, Pat. I think Pat sent this one over. Uh, I wasn't going to include this, and then it kind of started playing, and I watched it. It's like you know, that's kind of fun. And anytime you get a Ray Liotta sighting, you know, God love him, rest in peace. You know, anytime we can see Ray Liotta at the end of the uh, end of this thing, it's it's good. Movie's called Fool's Paradise, coming out May 12, twenty twenty three. Charlie Day's in it. Jason Sudeikis, like I said, Ray Liotta. Uh, the cast for this is phenomenal. The trailer, yeah, you know, I I guess it looks funny. It looks interesting. 
Um, but when I saw the cast and the people involved, I was like, oh, okay, they can't possibly go wrong. It's like, you know, uh, Jason Bateman's in it as well. So it's like, what is it? Horrible Bosses 3 with a different title kind of thing? <laughs> Tony, what'd you think of this one? It reminded me of like a Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels meets Burn After Reading meets Ocean's Eleven or something like that, where there you, you have all these people and you have this really weird, or like Magnolia a little bit too, but not so dark. Um you have all these great actors, what an, an ensemble, and you're telling this really weird story. Um, like it also reminded me of what's the mo- what's the dinosaur movie with Ed Norton? Um, fuck, dinosaur movie with Ed Norton. He plays the purple dinosaur. Barney? I think it's with not Barney. No, no. He, he, right, <laughs> you, got... if you say purple dinosaur, I'm gonna say Barney. Barney purple dinosaur. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna remember. It's no, death to Smoochie. Death to Smoochie. Ah, Remember right. Death to Smoochie? Gotcha, gotcha. Yes. It reminds me of that kind of genre where it's like funny, but there's something serious going on, very far-fetched, and there's a lot of really good actors in it. So I think this is something I will watch when it comes to streaming. Um, I, you're going to get everybody that loved uh, It's Always Sunny, um, and you're going to get everybody that loves each and every one of these actors and actresses. And you're going to get everybody that likes these weird kind of kitschy, you know, uh, dramedies. It looks you know fun. It, re- it looks fun. Go, sorry, Ray. Go ahead, man. No, no. Real, just real fast. You know what it reminded me of? You mentioned all the references you took, Tony. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood without the Nazis and Manson family. We're just going to leave the bad element out of that. Yeah, you're right, though. What do you think? Did you like this trailer, Ray? I mean, it's got a hell of a cast. So Ray's not not feeling it, though. I'm not saying I'm not feeling it. Comedy trailers are really inconsequential. A com a comedy trailer really has to be like really grotesque, really out there, or really clever to get you interested. Most of the times, what sells a comedy movie, like you said, is the cast. So the cast sells the movie. Nothing in the trailer caught me, you know, other than yeah, seeing Ray Liotta. Who's the writer and director of all this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Question. I'll I'll look it up. Ray, while Ray's going to look it up. He's the man. So Ray Ray's got that on lock. Um, yeah, I mean, I it it's one that I'm like, uh, I mean, I'll probably check it out. It's not one I'm going to rush out to the theaters and see. But it, it looks it looks fun and the cast looks phenomenal. <laughs> What's up, Ray? It's written and directed by Charlie Day. Okay. That's why it's that's why it's so absurd. Almost got it. Oh well, that explains, makes a lot of sense. That makes a Ken lot of Chong. sense. Ken Jong too. Yes, Ken Jong's in there. He looks fantastic in this movie. I mean, it's Edie Falco, John Malkovich, Aiden Brody, Adrian yeah. Brody, Katie Beckinsale, Edie Falco, John Malkovich. Yeah, John Malkovich. It's got no shortage of star power. That's for sure. But I think Ray brings up a good point. Comedy trailers are tough because either they really jump off the screen at you right off the bat, or you're just kind of like, ah. Eh. I'm not sure what's going on, but I have no doubt this movie will be good. It'll be one I'll, I'm sure I'll check it out eventually. Um, Given props, Aesop shared us uh, shared this trailer with us. I actually saw seen it earlier in the week and didn't share it because there's not much to it. It's a teaser, but Aesop put it out there, and I'm like, you know, it's worth talking about. The Continental, which is a spinoff from the world of John Wick, coming September 2023, about our favorite hotel in the John Wick world. Uh, I have not seen John Wick 4. I don't know if anybody else has seen John Wick 4. I hear nothing but good things about it. I haven't seen 1, 2, 3, 4, 0, negative 5, none of them. Okay, so Ray won't be participating in this trailer. That's I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Ray, you, what, what did you think about this? So, there's nothing to think about the trailer because I don't know what none of shit means. Okay. But I like the idea of the expanded world. 
ain't getting to know. I like I like spinoffs of movies with TV shows that expand the lore of a world because and this is my ignorance and I'm open admitted. I, I, I'm sure the movies are great. I, I'm not. I don't like a shoot 'em up, bang bang type action movie. And I thought that's what most of John Wick was. Clearly, I'm learning. I'm wrong. But John Wick one made sense. They fucked with his dog. He had to go get him back. Why the fuck are we still fighting three movies later? Maybe this show can expand the world of that world. But it doesn't make sense to me because I've never seen any of the movies. The reason they're fighting is because. Yes, like you're saying, the first one, they kill his dog and he is going to avenge all that shit. But he does stuff in that movie that puts him at odds, you know, like the Continental is the main hotel in 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 the John Wick series. And and you can't conduct business on the Continental grounds. In other words, you can't kill somebody on the Continental grounds. It's like a safe house. And John violates that, which puts him at odds with the high table, which is like, you know, you know the guys at the top of the organized crime. I mean, way they're almost like the uh, the remember in Twilight the vampires who were at the top of the the Voltari or whatever the fuck they were called. I love how of all the reference movies you could have chose, you chose Twilight. <laughs> Just thinking, they're like the, the vampires no at the judgment. top of the. No judgment. It's the first thing that jumped into my mind was was those guys. So the high table's kind of like that. So the Continental is a spinoff of that. Now, I mean, the problem is Lance Reddick died. And he was a major part of the Continental. He was the main guy involved in the Continental. Um, this is set in the 70s. I'm in for it. I want to see it. I got to see John Wick Ford. It's one of these ones I'm just like, shit, I'm not going to get to the theaters. When am I going to? Okay, it's coming out pretty soon. Um, I'm I'm all in on it. Tony, I, I don't know how experienced are you with the John Wick universe? Have you seen any of the movies? And, and what do you think about, like Ray saying, they are expanding this world and in, in, in talking more about the Continental. What do you think about that? I think I'm amazed at your ability to show up and that I know Kung Fu. I hate Keanu Reeves movies. I could give a fine fuck about an alternate universe to what's happening there. But he's They're, not in the, he's not gonna be on the show. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You hate him so much that you hate his I knows Kung Fu Ray. I've I've like the the amount of air I've wasted coming out of my mouth hole has already been exhausted to the <laughs> point of did, did hearing this girl? What the fuck? I don't care. It's not Sweet November or Knock or whatever. That's it. That's the end of it. Uh, uh, it's November so, Rain, Ray, I guess. So so Keanu ste- stepped on one of Tony's cat's tails or something because clearly there is a personal I vendetta. Expand the universe. Why don't you go back and like show his dog's mom and dad fucking? Like let's let's see that bitch taking it before she gives birth to John Wick's dog, which starts. Well, wow. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> they have that on Dog Pornhub. Wow. <laughs> X videos for dogs or something. Jeez, Tuddy just just going all in on that. And we, we don't we don't we don't call him Point Break for nothing, Ray. That's that's all oh. I'm saying. You know. I know he he hates Keanu. I just never knew why, but I didn't. It's one thing to not like Keanu. Like, I can understand that. I I don't understand not liking him, but I get not liking an actor, so I don't want to watch his shit. This shit ain't got nothing to do with Keanu, which is why you still like not fucking. Do you know what Keanu means? Do tell. No. Yeah, neither do I, because I don't fucking care. (laughs) All right, look, let's. Let's talk about something we all care. Now I'm not. I'm not even going to give Aesop shit about double posting this trailer that I posted earlier in the week. But you know, I, I just did. I just did. 
You just did. I just did. I gave him shit anyway. <laughs> yes. Somebody. Oh, the continental one. Got you. Okay. No, no. The the, the penguin. The penguin is. I posted uh, it, didn't I? Then I'm going to give you shit. You double posted it, Ray. But you have an excuse. You've been in the hospital and on breathing treatments, and you're probably you high. To... You're probably <laughs> high, so it's all right. You know, it's. Hospital. You hung out with Chris. Yeah, you hung out. Hey, see, this is what happens. You hang out with Chris Platt, you end up in the hospital. So, um. The Penguin, which is in production, not coming out till 2024. This is kind of like, I'd say this is sort of a teaser trailer sort of thing, but we definitely see the Penguin rising to power more so in the Robert Pattinson Batman universe, which I, I'm guessing, Ray, this is going to be Elseworlds, uh, you know, based on what James Gunn has said about how the DC universe mm-hmm. is going to be set up. Uh, but they're clearly it's, it's not. Matt, it's the Matt Reeves world. Yeah. yeah. And they're not shying away from it. And they're showing, you know, Colin Farrell's character tremendous. You know, and I still, I still, every time I look at the penguin, I say, I'm trying to see Colin in there and I just don't Can't see it. that one goddamn see it. It's beautiful. Aesop and I walked out of the movie theater and me full well knowing the cast that was playing all the characters. And even after the movie, I looked at him and I said, that wasn't Colin Farrell. <laughs> I couldn't find him at all. It's amazing. You can't see him. He's the John and, Cena of the Penguin Man. You can't see him in there. So. You know what brought me? You know what brought me so much joy, though. I can't speak for you guys, um, and I, I have a very soft spot in my heart for Danny DeVito. But my favorite Penguin, if I'm not t- counting video games, because in the Telltale series of Batman, that Penguin was dope. But um, my favorite Penguin ever is Robin Lord Taylor. He was amazing in Gotham to me. If you, even if you didn't like Gotham, I don't think anybody can criticize his portrayal of that. And they wanted to, but he just was so good at it. But I think the thing about what made it for me was his fucking walk. And Oz has the walk now. Because it didn't happen in the movie. So, I mean, he, you know, he kind of had a saunter, but like he's full on got the dead leg walk. And so that excites me because part of the issue of why you call this motherfucker penguin? Like Danny DeVito, clearly he looks that, like a fucking right, penguin. Right, and that was kind of you know a tie back Give to uh, Burgess. Burgess and... wasn't Burgess Meredith the penguin in the old yeah. Adam West stuff? Mm. So I mean, but, but Danny's, Danny's like, character is kind of a callback to that. Yeah. Pipe thing. What's that, Tony? Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Just Meredith was more of the top hat monocle, smoking out of a you know cigarette pipe kind of thing. Danny DeVito was like actually looked like a fucking penguin. Like he slid around and was malformed and had the weird hands, and he went. But he was also an orphan, right? Remember they gave a small him away. Cobble pot, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was also an orphan, which is, um, they've used that like in the Telltale series. That Oswald was an orphan or whatever. So like that's all, and I don't know what the backstory of this one is. My question to you guys is this, because the trailer looks good, but it doesn't tell us anything. Um, I love stories from from the bad guy's perspective, because I think there's so much more narrative that you can do. But every show is built off of some form of good versus evil, whether it's good feelings versus bad feelings, good guys versus bad guys. What do you think the antagonist of the show is going to be? This is all Batman adjacent, though, in, inside that world. So you could just be giving more backstory about his power and them moving forward with it. I mean, there's a lot to tell. You don't necessarily have to have any more of a... I, I mean, the Penguin's the antagonist, right? The protagonist will be probably... Well, you're going to get more Commissioner Gordon and, and the Gotham PD and things of that nature. You're not going to have Batman in this movie, right? The Penguin Maybe. is the protagonist because he is the show is about him, but he's the bad guy. 
But protagonist doesn't have to be a good guy. Protagonist means good guy. Antagonist means bad guy. Does not. What? No, normally a protagonist is good guy. Good guy. Antagonist is bad guy. But if it's reversed. Protagonist is the lead. If it's reversed is what you're saying. In this, who is who is going against the penguin is what. Exactly. Right. So I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's yeah, I get what you're saying. I'd be surprised if Batman doesn't show up in this series at some point. I don't. I'd I'd be shocked if we see Batman, Bruce Wayne. I'd be shocked if we see Alfred. I think this is you know look at look at like the look at way the story of the Batman was told. It was more of a detective thing, right? So why can't we get into the back mafia side of this all, right? Like sure. okay. Ray, Ray could be making a great point here, right? Like, even though the Penguin is a bad guy, he could be the guy you root for here because it could be his struggle in taking power from the rest of the bad guys, which yes. necessarily isn't a good thing. But when you want to put protagonist and antagonist into rooting instead of classifying good and bad, I can see your point there. Because think about it. If the Falcone crime family is the biggest crime family, crime syndicate in Gotham, and Oz was number two and Falcone is dead, you would think he should just walk into that step, but the Maronis are going to come through. All the other families are going to pop up this, trying to get that power void. This is post the Batman? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm sure the water's receded at this point because they're walking through the city. Um, I would like to see Commissioner Gordon play a part in this because that should be the link to all of these things. Um, do we see maybe some more street-level people? Like, do we see Victor's ass? Pop up because I think that would be a cool street level villain to pop up and see maybe an origin of him, not have all the scars, maybe a few of them. Um, like so, something like that would be cool. I heard some rumors of seeing Clayface, but Clayface wouldn't work in this world. No, I've seen the Clayface rumors. I, I think they could find a ma- way to make that work. The, very this, character, they could do a lot of different things with that. Sure, but this is a very grounded and realistic world, and to see something that CGI ish. It's still part of the story. I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I just, I don't know, man. Given the world. Hey, listen, if they can make Colin Farrell unnoticeable. Well, yeah, but he's still a dude. He's not a big fucking hulking blob of clay with eyes and a mouth. Hulk Hogan? Is that what you said? Hulk Hogan's in this show? Make sure you turn into the next episode of The Big Four, where we talk Hulk Hogan versus Zeus. Let me tell you something, brother. Sponsored by DWI. That's right. Sponsored sponsored by no, it's me DPP. Attitude of aggression. <laughs> yes. Uh, you also have to figure out. You have to keep in mind they are going forward with this Batman sequel. So how much of this feeds into that? Um, and, and I mean, and I do. I like the fact that. I mean, I don't know. I, I like the fact, but I can see there's problematic that you know this Batman universe sitting outside of the DC universe proper that James Gunn is trying to to deal with and it's clear that they're going to still give that attention because batman makes money um this has been the biggest blessed thing outside of his universe right like saying that there's there we're not going to not say this isn't going to be our batman we're not going to this 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 can be canon with us you know where other things aren't so i mean i could see them going okay well you know what do you need me to do to do this to do that they they should be the this has to be connected, Dave. If you're going to allow yeah. that, it's your biggest, it's your, it's the second biggest comic this book is, character. This of is, all time. this Not is what, remember a few months, a couple months back, I, I, 
I, Superman, Batman are one and two. They are. That's not. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. My head. That's not oh. what I'm saying. My head. I, okay. I had expressed concern a couple months ago as to putting this much momentum behind something that you have said this doesn't count. It counts, but not really. And you know, with the with the Penguin series being developed, with the Batman sequel being developed, Joker's pretty much done. Joker two is pretty much done shooting, which may or may not be part of any of this stuff. Who knows? Uh, you know, it's still, it's still, you've still got the same problem with DC. What's canon? What's not? What's part of this? What's not? Devoting this type and type of resources to a character, um, you know, and Colin Farrell is going to knock this out of the park. I mean, does that, does that create issues? Does that create where, where Pattinson's Batman becomes so popular that whatever they try to do with the DC proper universe is just undercut? I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Because they actually told us what the fuck the plan is for once. Well, that's true. You got a point that's there, the, Ray. That was the biggest issue. They was just doing shit, and we had to figure it out our own. Now we know anything Matt Reeves does is in his own world, right? Anything that um, who the fuck does Joker? Uh, Ty Phillips, right? Is that Ty Phillips? I think so. Yeah, I think. Well, the, the Joaquin Phoenix world is in its own world, and then we have the DCU proper. Well, we're going to have a Batman in this right now. But the Batman we have right now are Affleck until we're done with Flash and whatever Michael um, Michael Pittman. See, I'm fucked up right now. Michael Keaton. Uh, Michael Keaton <laughs> does in Flash and maybe a Batman Beyond movie if we could ever get the shit, which should, we should have got before Flash. But whatever. Like, But, but we're clearly going to get a new Batman in the new canon. Once we get our new Justice League, probably four or five years down the line. I'm fine with it if you tell me. It's when you make me have to figure it out. Um, but to the actual Batman, Brad Pattinson, do we know who the big bad for the second one is? I'm guessing it's got to be Joker. I mean, when yeah, you look, we, we set that up look at, at when, the end of it, right? Yeah, when you look at the end of that first one with the Riddler and Joker in jail, in prison, or Arkham, excuse me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do Joker. I'll tell you why. Because everybody's expecting it. You know what I would run? Huh. The one move, the one thing that I think every Batman fan has wanted to see on a big screen. This is the time for the Court of Owls. Because yeah. Batman, the the city just got destroyed. And it's not Batman's fault. But if you watch the movie and you paid attention, uh uh Riddler was quite literally playing off the Batman playbook, right? And so the Court of Owls, who's run the who runs the city, who could quite frankly be pissed off that one, Falcone's dead, two, they got the uh fucking mayor that they don't want, and three, now they got this dude Batman who's out here inspiring people and they could blame him for the city. This is the time to bring the Court of Owls and talent. Beautiful, by the way, Tony. I... I think that could be the movie. <laughs> and by the end of that, I think you could release Joker and you could sneak Joker and, and Riddler out of jail at the end of that movie, and that could be what you got to worry about in three. Personally, I mean, if it comes to the point of where they're the, the the court is so desperate that they put their faith in letting them go, you know what I'm saying? See Something my like point? That. You yeah. feeling me? I, yeah. Also, also, only if you're right, but if you're wrong, I will deny that I ever accepted your. That's fair. Idea. Also, I know. My boy said he's done with comic book movies, but he loves James Gunn. Dave, Batista, you built to be Hugo Strange. Do it for me, dog. You know, and I mean, I could see them wanting to do something with like uh, 
who did Arnold play? Captain Freeze? Mr. Freeze Mr. is clearly going to be somewhere. Mr. Freeze, and they got to do something with Poison Ivy. They got it. They got If there anything needs yeah, to be retconned, yeah. it's that train wreck that was Batman and Robin. Because those yeah. are two pretty good villains, especially Poison yeah. Ivy. You look at her relationship with Harley right now. So that's big. Yeah. That's huge. That's big. But yeah. anyway, we'll see what happens. I mean, we're a ways off, but I'm sure this is going to be an excellent series. A lot's going to change by the time the Penguin comes out. Uh, next trailer, Tony, I think you shared this one. So go ahead, man. I just want to. I just want to say one thing. What if the plan is to just let Matt Reeves with his Batman continue to succeed? Because there's so many Batman villains, and there's so many things outside of DC that that James Gunn can do. And clearly, it looks like he's trying to stay away from Batman with the story he's telling. That over time, it makes you clamor. Right? They want you to clamor for it. They want you to clamor for 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 Matt Reeves Batman, Robert Pattinson, and it continues to get told well. To meet the other side, I, I think, I'm I ne- think nobody's going to clamor for it because everybody's been accept- told and accepted the different. I'm just saying, at some point, somewhere it's gonna be maybe there's a multiversal crossover. I, I'm not going to clamor for for Messi to play for the Dynamo because I've been I know they play Band for Wagon different nerds. fucking leagues. Bandwagon nerds, don't tell me when to clamor. Bandwagon nerds, messy on the Houston Dynamo. Yeah, there you go. That's oh god, that's even that's even less likely. Exactly. Sorry, exactly. Sorry, I interrupted you, Dave. Yeah, Lionel Messi has joined the Houston Dynamo. Wait, what? What alternative reality is this shit? This fucking gotta be Elseworlds. Yeah, this this is definitely Elseworlds if that's happening. Tony, I think you shared the next trailer, which is actually a, a video game trailer. We don't do these too often, but man. This is a big one because it is The Legend of Zelda, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, coming May 12, 2023, a direct successor to Breath of the Wild. And, you know, I mean, if, if, if I was talking to my son the other day, you know, he was asking me about Mario and I was like, I've always been more of a Zelda fan than a Mario fan. That's just me. I like the games better than the platformers. This game looks fantastic. It feels very much like HD Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild, and all that stuff that they've put out on the Switch. I have no doubt the game will waste way too much time of my life that I will never get back, but I'll enjoy every minute of it. Tony, you shared this thing. Are you a Zelda fan, and what about this trailer popped out to you? I'm a Zelda fan, but in a weird way. Like, I played the Nintendo version. I absolutely... My favorite is the Super Super Nintendo version of it. I loved that version of Zelda. I don't remember what it was called. Link to the Uh, Past? Or was that... Yeah, I think that's it right there. Um, And as I got older and DP and I started hanging out, I more enjoyed watching him play it and having two minds trying to solve all the puzzles. Because he's so much better of a gamer than I am, especially when it comes to non-sporting things. So I th- like he's continued to do all of it. You you know if you've listened to a winner as you or seen the T-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com, it's one big tribute to the Legend of Zelda. Um, you know, gaming is dangerous. Take this, the chair shot logo. We went to a gaming convention a few weeks ago, and he got asked about that T-shirt a dozen times. And every time I came into the middle of the conversation and said, you know, you can get that at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Um, but anyway. Nice marketing. Just, yeah, I try. Uh, it looks great. It's just another successful link in the chain that is Zelda, if you will. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I see what you did there. Uh-huh. Very clever. 
it's Mario and Zelda. I'm a Mario guy. The Mario movie came out. I still haven't seen it yet. I gotta go. Uh, something yeah. popped up the opening weekend, but I, I, I think this game's going to be excellent and I'm sure DP will tell me all about it and I'm sure he'll wait for me so we can hang out and play like the last hour, hour and a half of gaming together there. Fantastic. Yeah. It looks like a tremendous, another great installment, very highly anticipated. Magnificent. Yeah, I mean, I, I made the comment. It's like I wish they wouldn't like. I know, I know that's how they do it in Japan and that sort of thing, where they flip the the date so that they put the the day first, then the month, yeah. and, they, and well, I'm like, every, did they delay every, this thing to December fifth or what? No, it's everywhere but North America, Dave. <laughs> Those bastards. Fuck Imperial it. system. Yeah. Fuck, Fuck that, bastard. man. They killed Kenny too. Look, if I want a gram, I'm gonna get a gram. God damn it. Anyway, Ray, uh, <laughs> did you did you watch a trailer <laughs> to this? I'll take a liter of cola. <laughs> Did you watch um, a trailer to this thing, Ray? I I, I didn't have the time because you know I was, I've been watching them while we've been talking. I got you. Um, you a Zelda David, fan, or you are you a, a Zelda gamer? How dare you expect him to watch? And, all I, and I didn't give him the shit in time. I know, so I'm sorry. As a, as a kid, I played the first Zelda and it was fun, but I wasn't. This is gonna sound stupid. I know Mario is technically an RPG, but Mario wasn't set up as an RPG as a kid. It only became that as. We got different levels. Kind of. So as a, <laughs> kind of. Well, Mario 64 is an RPG, I, if there's ever been well, an RPG. It's, it is, well, no, because Mario doesn't really level up, does he, Tony? I mean, he just, the levels get harder, but you don't change his stats. Well, actually, Zelda isn't, I don't know what Zelda is. Zelda doesn't change his stats either. I'm, Zelda's not an RPG, is it? I'm talking about. Neither. I know, I know Mario has. You have things you have to accomplish to win. Sure, right. But it is, quite frankly, just an open fucking world game, right? right. I mean, when I think, so that, when I think I mean. RPG, I think Final Fantasy. That's the first yeah. thing that jumps to my mind. That's, that's where right. I'm, like, leveling up people, giving them new spells. Their stats are increasing, okay. that sort of thing. That's fair. Um, Zelda's more of but, an adventure game, I think. But so, at the time, when I was younger, those type of things didn't interest me like they should have. I was more into sports games or something that I could hit, boom, 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 boom. As I've gotten older, I've appreciated it, but I haven't I haven't had a chance to play any of the newer games. But this is supposed to be the last Zelda they ever make, right? I don't know. I mean, maybe I on, the, on this system, one. maybe. But no, I heard this is I heard this is the last one. Now I could be wrong, but if that's the case, I will get it just for the there's, nostalgia. There's that. money to be That'd made be like in that franchise. A, it's like if I was a chef and I owned a restaurant and I had a burger that sold so well for years and years. It was a it was a whiskey onion burger, right? We'll just say it was on, onions, you know, uh, glazed with whatever whiskey, blah blah blah, and cooked down and beautiful. And after so many years, I said, "This is the last whiskey burger I'm ever going to make." And I look at the register and I go, "I'm sorry, you're not going to be as full as you used to be." So why the fuck would they make it the last Zelda game ever? That's just stupid. It's not stupid. Let me tell you why. Jordan sneakers. He don't make new ones. It's re-release the same shit in different colors, and he's richer than ever. It's limited. You re-release this shit in five years. Limited. Now I'm not saying it don't make more games. I'm just saying it's not a stupid business idea when you have people that'll kill themselves to get the fucking game. Even even if they but, did make it the last game, they'd back away from that in five years and put something else. Probably with the know. right with the right amount of money. Right. Um. Also. It's supposed to be a Zelda game, Zelda Zelda movie being made, right? I'm all for it. 
you know, but that, but the thing about a Zelda movie is it's tough because what age gonna break, is that's gonna break like what one age episode, is Link going to be? You know, and what what kind of art style are we going to use for his costume? And and because you, you can, you know, Link has shown up as very cartoonish in some places and yeah. and very young. And then this version in 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 this upcoming game is is old. I mean, still probably eighteen, nineteen, twenty, something okay. like that. So, would you make a uh, would you make the movie more about Zelda or Link? Because I Link. think I'd make it about Zelda. Would you? Link. I, I'd go with Link. I, th- I think he's the more Not recognizable. Zelda's always kind of like the damsel in distress, but she'd tell a better story if you made it about Zelda. Yeah, maybe. You could say the same thing about the Mario movie, but who's the Mario movie about? Peach? It's not about Peach. It's about Don't Mario. Yell at me. Don't Peach, yell at me. Peach, Peach has a <laughs> big part in the movie, but ultimately people come and see Mario. So my question to y'all is, would you prefer the movie to be live action or uh, really thought out animation like Mario movie? And no, we played the video game live action. I want to see people play these characters. I go, I get, well, I go, go play the video game. And, and here's and the thing Mario the told excellently in animation as a video game. Why would you want to do that again? Here's the other thing Mario is the type of property that lends itself to animation better than live. How are you going to do that live action, really? Zelda, on the other hand, is like Lord of the Rings ish sort of fair. thing. And I think it'd be much easier to adapt to live action than Mario is just tough. Mushroom so Kingdom last, live action? Eh, I don't know. So if that's my gonna... last question is, why should Cody Rhodes play Link? <laughs> Cody Rhodes is the biggest Zelda fan in the world. One of. Cody Rhodes' first Twitter handle as a as an actual wrestler was Hyrule something. Like no, he, he, can be, like, he, he can be one of the bad guy bosses. Cody Rhodes is Ganondorf. Yes. He used to wear the Triforce on his boots, Link, bro. Here, here's the deal. Link is some teenage actor that's super popular and that is able to grow. And because this is a trilogy and then you can get all versions of Link. Like you can get like 13 year old Link with a 17 year old actor. And in three years, you can get 30 year old Link with a 20 year old actor. So basically and then five, Tom Holland is basically. Five years later, you can get 45-year-old Link with the same 25-year-old actor with a little gray pencil in because Link what, doesn't age. I'll tell you what I wouldn't be mad at. Live action, not a movie. Give me a series. Do like Last of Us or something like that. That, that might be fun. <laughs> or, I, I, see, I know, I know <laughs> the shit like, flopped. I know sorry. it flopped. I didn't, that wasn't directed at you. Wait, The Last <laughs> of Us know, didn't I, flop. No, not The Last of Us flopped. But oh. I know this, this particular show flopped. But I think you'd be more apt to say like, like Halo. Well, Halo's got a second season coming. I mean, it, it flop, yeah, but, but flop it is flopped. almost a little bit harsh. It wasn't received well by the fans, but you know what? I tell you what, that's a good segue, Ray. Let's talk about not well received by the fans. Let's leave Zelda. Boy, Let's go boy. to the last trailer and talk about, we got our first look at the trailer for the Marvels coming on November 10th, 2023. This is the now officially, I believe I read this right. The Let's most see. disliked trailer ever. And why is that? Because we've got women and we've got minorities and you combine those two together and oh, it is a shitstorm of hate, but mouth breathing morons, notwithstanding, I just alienated at least two of our 27 probably. But anyway, uh, look, (laughs) (laughs) I like the trailer. I think the trailer looks really fun. The movie looks really fun. You've got, you know, you've got Captain Marvel. You've got Monica Rambeau. You've got Miss Marvel. Uh, you know, Miss Marvel, of course, sealing, sealing the show like she did with the series. I agree with Patrick a thousand percent. I saw absolutely nothing 
wrong with this trailer. It looks fun. It looks it good. It's a good team up. I love Kamala Khan. It's just the fangirl in her is so over the top. I love that part of it. The fact that this is getting the hated it is, and there is no way to justify this other than to say it's because there's three female leads and two of them are minorities and everybody hates Brie Larson anyway. Uh, it's it's disgraceful. I mean, and I don't, we we don't get into this anymore because we just got sick of talking about it months ago when shit like this was happening. But for this to be the most disliked trailer ever is one of the dumbest things that I think I've ever heard. Tunny, I'll turn it to you first. Your thoughts on the trailer? You don't have to even comment on the stupid mouth breathing assholes oh, that are out there if you I want. I won't. Good. What do you think of the trailer? Yeah, let's just put it this way. If if you know me at all, even just from this show, I don't love to lean into the the horrible criticism of people who just I don't know or care about their fucking opinion. And I do the same thing in wrestling, right? Like, I don't need to cover, like, the internet wrestling community or the internet uh, comic community's opinion. I don't care because a lot of people... Don't they're, they're, they're not the majority. They're the, they're, they're the loud minority. That's just fucking full of shit and need to hear themselves. Talk. The trailer looks fun. These are characters we've been able to grow with, right. From different things, other movies, other series. I can't wait. Marvel's doing an excellent job and I can't wait for DC to, to start doing an excellent job as well, because then we can really have fun comparing notes. Um, Kamala Khan, like you said, she's a star. She She's going to be a star. And if you don't like it, then you need to check out now because she's here to stay for a little while. That's right. I Before I turn it over to you, Ray, um, I did. Aesop loves to post bad news about Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods, which domestic run was going to be less than Captain Underpants. And I've already come on the show and said that I thought the movie was good. It's not the first one, but it's not bad. And this is another movie that didn't deserve all the bullshit it got. Zachary Levi's uh, idiocy notwithstanding. But anyway, Mm -hmm. Ray, Mm -hmm. your thoughts on this trailer? You can delve into the stupidity of people. I I, I won't. What else are we going to say? There's no way to justify the dislike for this other than to say it's for ulterior stupid reasons. Yeah, I've I've made my stance on that very clean. Fuck them straight up. Thank you, Ray. If you got a problem with the with the with the black a black female, a Muslim female, and a unfortunately hated white female lead, fuck you. Um, I was very skeptical of this at first because I was bummed that they 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 took Carol's singular um, sequel away. But the more I get to think about the fun it could be with the three of them. And most importantly, seeing their chemistry in real life, doing interviews and stuff like they have both admitted that that Amon Vellani has given them so much like they've, she's given them an influx of joy and happiness and excitement about coming to work, particularly Bree, who, while was still in, was still in for the for the for the job, I'm sure was really bummed at how people have treated her based on Captain Marvel and whatnot, even though Captain Marvel made over a bill. Right. So you see the you see the trailer, and the one thing the trailer you about the trailer you can say is you said it already. It's really fucking fun, right? Um, the, there are three things about the trailer that I'm hyped for. Number one is we get to see Nick Fury. This is Nick. This is canonically, I'm assuming after Secret Evasion. So it has to be. Is yeah. this so? What's the deal with that and the scroll fight? 
curious, right? Two, uh, Carol gonna have to see Monica. You left me and my mom's with, for, for, and we, and she died. You gonna have to see me because we gonna have to, we gonna have to have this conversation. No, they're gonna throw right? it down. You already see it happening. Got to, and of course, Kamala's got to bring everybody together. Three, and Kamala Khan is is the is the gem that holds up the MCU right now. She, her, and and Sam's cap are like the joy of the MCU right now to me. But the third thing is, and I think this is going to be big for the future of the of the MCU. All of this is happening because of the nega bands. That's interesting to me, because you know who normally wears the nega bands. If I'm not, if I'm not, tell mistaken, us, Ray. Tell us, Ray. Adam Warlock. Well, so, I mean, I mean, we're going to see what happens. Guardians, what next month? So I'm saying there were some crossovers about to happen. Clearly, which should be interesting and fun. And if there's one person that could probably go blow for blow with 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 Carol, I would think it's Adam Warlock, the dude who beat Thanos. So I'm, and also that makes me think we may go the mega storyline in Phase Seven, Phase Eight down the line, somewhere down the line. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. so many stories that this little bitty small thing can lead to. Also, there are rumors of Century coming in the Thunderbolts movie, which is very similar. There's so much Nova you can go cosmically now. Nova the Core. Nova Corps yep. and, and Richard Ryder and my boy Sam. So there's so much cosmically that could come that's all gonna, with respect to the Guardians, that's probably all gonna stem from this movie. And I'm hype about that. Also, they changed Sword to Saber. Gotta find gotta find a goddamn katana, right? Some kind of way. Dark Saber. <laughs> the new strategic homeland in whatever it is, Shield. As long as they don't call it Sable, because Sony probably going to use that shit <laughs> with 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 Silver Sable eventually in a movie. And we don't need to get sideways with Brock Lesnar. You know, don't talk about Sable around him. So oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. Silver Reno. Silver Reno. <laughs> Reno Mero. All right, guys. I think we've uh, we've beat this uh, the trailer park to death. That is going to bring us to our second commercial break where we are going to hear some more about the wonderful wares and things that are going on at the or Tunny's like well no not really we're just going to play commercials and th- that works yeah that's fine Tunny you are listening to Bandwagon Nerds here on the Chairshot Radio Network a part of thechairshot.com this is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com bringing you breaking news interviews podcasts galore everything pro wrestling make sure you check it out thechairshot.com thechairshot.com always Use your head. Welcome back, folks. We are in the home stretch of this episode of Bandwagon Nerds. Of course, a big thank you, of course, to PC Tunney and an even bigger thank you to the Reverend Ray Cash coming out of the hospital to do this show. I mean, I, I hope, I mean, when, when you're on the show with Patrick, I hope he doesn't boo you for that. Thank you. Yeah, Ray, Ray deserves a hand for that yeah let, let's just hold on hold on just to show you proof there it is who is this rance guy do you know who that is Tony? uh well i know patrick's coming back at some point so i i do want to do this as well
I just want to say, Patrick, one of us still loves you, and it's me. Yeah. You can you can boo Ray. Just cheer Rance today. If you yeah, there you go. Ray gets booed. Rance gets cheered. We got to keep it real here. Uh, <laughs> let's talk some news around the Nerdosphere, fellas. Uh, Ray, you... Yeah, Ray, you mentioned this show earlier, and we yeah. got confirmation. Bad Batch season three, the final season, has been confirmed. So there you go, Bad Batch back for one more season. Have you watched much of this, or I haven't? This is like one of the shows I need to watch that I haven't really watched yet, but I hear good things about it. I was bummed that it wasn't advertised more if season two came out, but it season two came out the same day Mandalorian came out, and I was bummed because like. Had you advertised it, I probably would have thought to say, well, let me watch season one. So I go and catch up season two because I haven't seen season one. So now I got to binge one and two before I catch three, because like I mentioned, I am very interested in keeping up with the canon of it, seeing as it's canon with the Mandoverse, if you will. Um, And, you know, other than seeing the actual Attack of the Clones movie, the Clone Wars have been such a big part of what's been going on. And I'm still behind because all I know is a movie. I don't know none of the shit that happened in the books or the, the... seven seasons of the shit afterwards. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm so behind. And it's hugely so, for Ahsoka's development. I will just say Clone Wars is massively important. And there is no show on the Star Wars side I'm more excited for than Ahsoka. Because for me, being a dude that's only seen the movies and I'm not going to disrespect you and Patrick and so many other people who are genuinely diehard Star Wars fans. I'm oh, not going to disrespect y'all. And um, Tony, too, I guess. I disrespect I, I you, Tony. Yeah, you get yeah, disrespected, I mean, Tony. I, I figured Tony would be more like me because I am a, a strong Star Wars fan, but I'm by no means a diehard. And that I can't tell you every single thing has ever happened in every. I watched the shit. I don't remember everything. I like it. But it's not the be all end all for me, right? But I really enjoy it. So seeing Ahsoka, that was one of the first characters, same reason why I fell in love with Mando. The one of the first characters who I ever saw who was outside of the same old Skywalker Palpatine like blood fight of decades. And it's exciting to see a new character who is close enough to all these other ones. She's a Jedi. She rocked with the Skywalker. She did all this, but she's on her own shit. Like, that first season of Mandalorian is one of my favorite seasons I've ever watched of a TV show in a while because it had nothing to do with shit. That was fun for me. So I'm really excited to see Ahsoka. But now knowing that Bad Batch and Clone Wars and all this shit, Rebels, helps me understand more of that. Now I want to go back and watch this shit. So Bad Batch will be watched. Yeah, you can get lost in that stuff. Bad Batch, for people who don't know, these are the the troop, the, the clones that bypassed order 66 realized what was going on and got rid of the microchips and that sort of thing so advertise your shit disney please You're like no these are, the to do that. That, these are the troops that did not get the covid shot so they don't have the microchip what oh <laughs> come on I'm just making a joke relax they're all they have what? they don't have 5g ray that's the thing man they don't have 5g coursing through their veins they know, they know nanobytes nanites like so turn them, wait a second, Tony. This is what turned the uh, battle droids bad in the last episode, the COVID vaccine, right? And come on now. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the final episode of Bedwagon. Tony started it. God damn it. It's all on him. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I don't want to go there. All right. 
Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, the bad batches, I, I haven't seen it, you know, I know, I know I want to, it's one of those things that I like, all right, I'll get to it eventually. But, um, yeah, season three, final season. That's, that's cool. I think, I think there's a lot to be told everybody says it's a great series. So we'll see this one's near and dear. Go ahead, Ray. Sorry. I was going to say, I don't think it needed more than three seasons. I, that's no. what I was going to say. I think three was a good number. I'm surprised they got a third. I thought maybe two. You know, I, I didn't know. I didn't. I mean, a third one is like, it's a good show, but it's like, yeah, I don't, they're going to run out of stuff to tell eventually. But here's one that's near and dear to our heart because we are on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the chairshot.com. We are a pro wrestling network primarily. And this is, a, it's rare that we get wrestling crossing over with nerd stuff. But for the very first time ever, gentlemen, WWE has been nominated for an Emmy Award for the Ric Flair documentary. Woo! Go ahead, Tony. No, no, you can continue. I, I'm done. I, I mean, I just, I just oh. gave you a woo, and and you know, that's 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 all I got to say about. It. I mean, have I you have seen- to announce you that I will never retire. Yes, he mean that shit too. He does. He mean that shit too. With many, a tear in my eye. I'm sorry. How many ahead. stories about Ric Flair do we need? How many stories about Andre did we need? How many stories do we need about like it's just I'm I don't care. I watched the Ric Flair first documentary with ESPN and went, oh, I knew all that already. And then they did the second Andre documentary and I'm like, well, that was all the stuff I said I knew before the first one came out. Well, like, great. It's for, not for me is what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to poo poo on it or say it's not good and a lot of people aren't going to watch it. But good for the WWE getting nominated and things of that nature. But I, I don't personally, I don't care. To be fair, we need another Macho Man documentary. Yeah, Ray. Um, I mean, have you guys seen that? Let me ask you this before I turn it over to you. What, like you're saying, Tony, we've seen Ric Flair documentaries. You've seen documentaries on all these guys. Eddie's got a ton of them. What about this documentary do you think stood out to? The whoever's in charge of the Emmy Awards to say we're going to nominate this for an Emmy dead. Award. It was dead. Who? This was this was after he had the fight where he almost died. Right. That's what it was. So we finally got to see that part of it. Like the all human, the, the other, human other nature documents. element of it? you think the human struggle yeah, the, is what put it over the top, Ray? Him him almost dying was the first time in 30, 40 years. He was like, yeah, my name ain't Flair right now. It's Flair. Like for a minute there, he was like, "Oh, I'm out of here, bro. This shit is over." Like he was, he was almost dead, and so I think that is the thing that changed it. Because the thing I hate about Ric Flair is that I appreciate people who like play kayfabe, and that's what you do. Like I, I, I appreciate it, but like your kayfabe can't be your character. Like at least Taker was not here, like sacrificing people in real life when he was at home on the farm. You feel what I'm saying? But Ric Flair thinks he has to be Ric Flair 24-7. And I appreciate it that that situation he went through made him stop, drop back, and stop and say, let me be real for a minute. Let me take the, you, the, the curtain off and the veil and be real with you motherfuckers for like five minutes. Do you that think, was refreshing. Do you think he needs to be Ric Flair or do you think he just wants to be Ric Flair? Because I think he needs to be Ric Flair. No, because I think he wants to be Ric Flair because it's easier than figuring out who he really was, was, it, well, that's a was need. attaching himself to this character. That's a need, in my opinion. No, that's a want. Because, he no, doesn't need a... to do it. He wants to do it. What he needs to do is separate himself and figure out who he really is. That's what he needs to do. This is what he wants to do. 
I agree with that other part that he needs to find out who he is. But I say it's a need because, quite frankly, when you can't stop yourself from doing something, it's a need. I don't. I truly, truly don't believe he can stop. And I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. He needs to find you why. I if if dying if if let me tell you why I think he can't stop because motherfucker had a plane crash stayed the same. Motherfucker, hold on, let me finish. 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 You can't make a person change something. I feel you. What I'm saying, I don't change the difference between the meaning of need and the meaning of want. I I'm not changing the difference because a need, quite frankly, you cannot change it. He needs to be Ric Flair. He can't change that is what I'm saying. I'm not saying he should do that. I'm saying he can't change that. He can't stop wanting to be Ric Flair. That's why he needs to change that. So you're so worried about semantics, you can't even let me finish what I was trying to say. You're more worried about the semantics of the situation? You got it, finally. It took you a long time, but you got it. Okay, well, go ahead. We're good. No, I'm done. No, you're not. I know you're well enough to know you're not fucking I don't think Richard oh, Fleer exists anymore. That's my that's my saying on it. Richard Fleer is 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 somebody who probably died in that plane crash and never came, never walked out of it. April sixteenth or the, or or you know the the sixteenth day of April, Dave of twenty twenty three two fifty nine uh, Central Time. Ray officially stopped being friends with PC Tony. It's all over. That's it. Ray Ray's had enough of your shit, Tony. That's that's it, man. You're done. Uh, I, I I I will say of all the shit that. WWE got announced for for Emmy. This, yeah, that's the weird shit. I, yeah, it's it's odd. It's like you look at all the other great stuff that they've done, all the behind the scenes documentaries, and and this. I mean, okay. I mean, I guess the the Andre doc was the best thing they've ever done, even though it wasn't. Yes. It was HBO and it was Simmons, but it was sure. WWE's thing. But this, uh, hmm. also, you want to talk about something that probably should have made it based on how new and fresh it was the 30 for 30 they did on nxt when uh big Cass got called up when leo kruger had to change to um what's the fucking called um adam rose when breeze almost got fired until he figured it out and when woods debuted stealing brothers clay's music and basically thumped hard like all that shit was real and they showed the NXT, like that shit that should have been on there because that act literally quite literally showed the behind the scenes of WWE in a way that they never showed before. But Ric Flair is just fuck, fuck up. He's popular. This is Ray Cash and he's just unfriended PC Tunney and you can't teach that. S-A-W-F-T. So I miss those guys actually. Anyway. I mean, <laughs> mm, biggest pop. I don't want him back. Big, big. T- oh, come on. Really? No. No. Why not? Big, big cast, yes. I have no interest in never seeing Enzo wrestling again. That's true. I don't I don't hate him. God bless him. But I have no interest in ever seeing him in a wrestling ring again. Because you so it has nothing to do with him personally. You just don't want to see those two. You don't want to see him back in there. I don't think they're good for each other, honestly. Number one. But number two, Enzo's very much a person who wears out his welcome. No. I have no Come on, Ray. No. What if CM Punk brought both of them back together? CM Punk could suck a big... I'm sorry. All right. Let, 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 Patrick's it's... about to throw his uh, fucking know, phone through man. the wall listening to this yeah, wrestling conversation. Shit. He knew it was going to happen while he was gone. 
Uh, Lo siento. Let, let's let's be quick about this because I want to get to the other other two stories there, which are much more uh, in depth, and we want to keep this podcast under two hours if we possibly can. Uh, we got. Ah, I know. Uh oh, way to go, babe. Sorry. <laughs> Way to play the Patrick O'Dowd role of the week of I my just, opening I up just, something on your computer and yeah, playing something. There That's you, go. you, Patrick. It That's is. you. Now you can be quiet while we talk about more robotic vaginas. Go ahead, That's Dave. That's right. In memory. In memory. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Good stuff, Ray. Um. Anyway, Deadpool 3. We got some news that we got some fan favorites returning to the series. Ryan Reynolds is bringing back Morena Bacar- Baccarin. How do you pronounce it? Baccarin. Baccarin. As... Wade Wilson's girlfriend, Vanessa, who last time we saw her, she was dead or was she or did they time travel and bring her back or how did this? And of course, we're going to get Colossus back, which means, you know, lost in all this is the fact that if this is actually going on and Deadpool 3 is officially part of the Marvel Universe. There you go. First X-Men appearance, Ray, right there. Deadpool 3. Have you. So have you heard the rumor of the story of Deadpool 3? And I don't mean Wolverine just Wolverine. And, okay, so this is the rumor. Patrick, sorry, but this is the rumor. Deadpool goes back in time, probably he, because, you know, he's fucking with Cable, he got the, the time thing now, and uses that shit, I'd assume, starting off to go save Vanessa. Right. But then goes and gets Wolverine. And that's how he gets into the MCU portion, and gets the TVA him, him comes where? after. Gets him from where? From, from I can't remember. Well, from Wolverine Origins or shit like that. I can't remember where it was from, but I think it's somewhere before Logan. Okay. Okay. I'll, I I know um, I've seen Hugh Jackman pictures of him, and the boy is getting in ridiculous shape again. Yeah, but he that's just him, dog. He's fucking insane. Um, but the TVA gets involved which is how this shit becomes truly canonical. Um, so seeing Vanessa come back makes sense because that would be the catalyst you would think to want to go save his girl because she's dead. Also, I just don't think you can have Deadpool without my boy Colossus. They're like, they're like, I don't know, Abbott or Costello. They're bringing Dopinder back. So, I mean, there you go. It, Deadpool is after uh, season two of Loki, right? Uh, well, Deadpool? Presumably it is, but with yes. Marvel's timeline, you yes. don't canonically. No, yes. no, 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 no. I'm not talking about in Marvel's timeline. I'm talking about when they're coming out. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Loki comes out this year, so we definitely could see something leading to or call back from what we see this year from the series of you know the second season of Loki, right? One hundred percent. That's all 100%. we're here to do, folks. We're trying to make you notice things that we kind of notice that you might not have. And if you already have, well, then, you know, hit us up at Bandwagon Nerds on the Twitter and let us know what you've noticed. If you've fact, noticed that Ray dude, Cash is an extremely handsome man, you know, make sure you send your tweets to I mean, the real C. Platt. So. I shot out of the hospital to this morning, and he said he was going to be a little reserved today. He, he's just kind of all in there like swimwear today, delivering a dynamite show. Thank you. He's the MVP. Three of the treatments will be taken as soon as the shit is off. <laughs> it's much to know. Where's my oxygen? Yeah. I, I, if you can't tell, my voice has gotten deeper as we've gone on the show. So it's let you like know. Barry White pretty soon, Ray. He's going to have to bit. bring back the total package promos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can do them. Package. I can do them for real now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's going to be fun. I would not be shocked if you see a Kang in one of these Deadpool movies, too. Just 
You 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 didn't hear that from me. Well, we did. You never know. Kang could be there. All right. Let's talk the last the last news around the nerdosphere, the big story of the week, sort of kind of. Well, there's two parts of this. First, HBO Max is just turning into Max. Just, you know, we're going to get rid of the HBO. It's just Max. May 23rd, 2023, which seems to be May is a big month. Um, that's story in and of itself. But the other part that kind of tied into this revelation about Max being a thing was the decision by Warner Brothers that they're going to reboot the Harry Potter franchise and turn it into a series on this new platform. And I (laughs) alarms and bells and whistles went off as soon as I read this thinking, I don't know if that's such a good idea, guys, but you go. I'm going to turn it over to you first, Ray. HBO Max, we knew that they were getting, we knew the change was coming. You know, I don't know if we, and we knew that's been in the works for a while. So May 23rd doesn't really surprise me too much that this is, and they've got different tiers for pricing. That's the stupid shit. But they've, but they've also said that if you have an existing HBO Max subscription, even through a cable provider, it's still good. So really nothing has changed. If you've already got Max and you're already paying for it, HBO Max, you're going to still have it. I'm more interested in your thoughts and both of you guys' thoughts. The decision to reboot Harry Potter, the last movie, Harry Potter, the last Harry Potter movie came out in 2012. We've had three Fantastic Beasts installments since then. This is not something that's been sitting on the back burner for years and years and years. And you're talking about rebooting one of the most beloved franchises of all time with some of the most recognizable actors, Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grant, Emma Watson. And you're going to reboot this and on this new platform. And J.K. Rowling is not very well received right now at all by anybody. Um, what do you think about this, Ray? I mean, my my thought of this is, man, this is a bad, bad, bad idea. What do you think about this? I've been asked just, by my good friend, Mr. Tunney. Yeah, let me just jump out real quick. I don't care about Harry Potter or, or any of the rest of his world unless it's on my Lego list to get for DP. But what I do care about is the fact that if you have an HBO subscription through your television provider you continue to get that subscription. That's, that's, that's confirmed. huge. Yeah. That's Gigantor. Ray, Mr. Cash, okay. Mr. Class. Make let, it me, let me tell you, my brother, I disagree with you, David. I think this is a fantastic idea for a number of reasons. First off, the main reason is they know they have bad, they know they have a lot of bad press right now. And a lot of these streaming services will either start off, reboot, or when they have problems, use a big show to kind of be the linchpin to bring people back in, right? Um, Amazon's done it with the Lord of the Rings franchise that they've brought back and all the things like that. Like, they'll do this a lot. Of I got to argue with you. That's not a reboot, though. That's a prequel. I'm, I'm getting to the reboot part. I'm just talking about a linchpin show to prop up and say, you got to have this to watch this. Okay, that's number one. Number two... In the name, literally, it's a reboot, but it's more of a reimagining. And the reason I say that is because for as amazing as the movies were, and as I think you hit around the head, as um, generational as the movies were, they didn't touch everything that happened in the books. So if you go if you go the series route, you can really play with a lot more of the things that actually happened in the books and give different perspectives and almost make them feel different than the movies. Maybe. So I think, so I think 
that anytime you I'm I'm always for more, right? I'm not I'm not one of these people that like give me little like that's why I prefer this Marvel thing. I was the biggest proponent for the Marvel TV shows or Marvel shows. I think that any of the four, five of us or people that are regulars on the show, because I appreciate the ability to stretch things out and see those maybe inconsequential to many, but important story ticks to me that make everything matter in the end. Harry Potter has a lot of that shit, right? It's the reason why people love to read the book so much. It's the reason why that is Harry Potter's are some of the most rereadable books that you that that have come out in the past 20, 30 years, right? So I think that aspect of it can really set apart and make it different than the movies. Also, I know because with respect to all of us, we're old, that it feels like this shit just happened. Harry Potter happened almost 30 years ago, guys. Harry Potter was in the 90s. It started, yeah, and 30 years ago. That's what I'm saying. So there's a whole new generation of people who this is going to be canon to that's going to grow up with this. Tony, so I'm saying, Tony's not believing you. I, I can tell right now he's not believing you. I, I'm just saying. I would rather have seen them do the continuation. Cursed Child is something that a lot of people have wanted to see for a while. That that they turned into a play to turn that into a movie or a series. They could have but done you, something. It's, it's with still it. gonna be a reboot, though. No, that's that's they haven't done that. They haven't. They have not told the story of the Cursed Child, Harry's son and Draco's son. I, I I feel you. I get that. But what I'm saying is, whatever they do, Daniel Radcliffe will never play Harry Potter again. Well, probably not. I mean, I don't. No, think no, so. and no, probably not. Derek, I don't agree with that about, at all. He, He's talked about ad nauseum how much he loves the character and he appreciates the character, but it has stunted him as a person. Stunted right? all three of them, all of yes. them, all three of those well, major characters, especially Juan Riesley. Like that, uh, yeah, yeah, Rupert, Rupert is struggle. Yeah, he, he, right? Radcliffe could easily go back and play that character at, in, in an older stage in, Not in his much. life. I truly don't believe he'll ever do it. No, oh, he he'd want to do it. I don't like, think he would. It, I'm talking he like he would never do it again. 25 years from now, I'd said a lot of shit too over the years that I fucking yeah, don't. Yeah, but you're also anymore. not doing shit for millions of dollars. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly. That's why even more so because I have the millions of dollars already and it doesn't we, matter. I, I would not be surprised to see it, all of them do a cameo do. at some point yeah, in this series. Thank not playing who they were, but just like a cameo of something. You know, like it, how okay, Stephen King you, used to appear in all of his horror movies. If you could, if you could, you could convince me if Daniel Radcliffe came back and played like a random ass teacher in the background, maybe, yeah, just to show his face, yeah. I could rock with that. I but he'll that. never, ever play Harry Potter again. Harry Potter, even though, and Harry Potter dead anyway. Don't fucking matter, right? Harry Potter dead. He's not dead. Sorry. Spoiler alert. A ass person in the background giving advice to somebody in a locker or doing something and mopping a floor isn't Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah. Oh, he's coming back and just hanging yeah, out. Wait, 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 where's this Harry Potter's dead thing? Where'd you get that from, Ray? Didn't Harry Potter kill? Didn't Harry Potter give himself up to stop Voldemort in the last movie? Yeah, but he didn't die. He died yeah. for a moment. It was brought back, and he was he. Yeah, was... he did. I stopped watching after he died. He did. <laughs> you, uh, he did. I think you missed like the last thirty minutes, the most important part of the uh, the series. But that's okay. I only I only watched the parts my kids keep me sitting down. For. I got you. I I just I still have my doubts that. I don't know if people are going to accept this. I really have one more, one more thing. One more thing. I think also cinematically, 
you have the ability to get really, really dark. Because Harry Potter could have been a lot darker, but because it was made for kids, it was... They had, I mean, don't get me wrong, Voldemort being a fucking kid killer is about as fucking dark as it gets. But I think you could get darker and scarier, especially when you're talking about the sorting houses wow. and the shit that goes on behind the... Like, you could get a lot darker and a lot more... Um, you could, but if you're following the books, have you read, you've read the books, right? I read the first one. Okay. That's all I was So the books are very kid friendly up until about, uh, maybe midway through prisoner of Azkaban. It kind of, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of takes a darker turn and goblet of fire is definitely darker. And you see that reflected in the movie. So goblet of fire was the one that won the Oscar, right? Best, best none picture. of them won the Oscar. None of them did. None of oh, the Harry Potter. Return of the King okay. is the only one of our movies that won a shit ton. Which is actually doing, they re-release that in theaters. It's doing shockingly well. I don't know if you guys read that. I'm not surprised. That Return of the King's doing really well in the movies when it's been re-released. But no, um, Goblet of Fire was was the, yeah, that's the first time you actually saw somebody like die. You saw the Avada Kedavra, um, Robert Pattinson, Batman, Cedric Diggory. Edward Cullen, whatever the fuck you want to call him, gets killed in that movie. And that's where the series kind of takes on a darker turn, a darker tone. You know, you, if you're going to tell the story and I, I, I agree with you to the extent that there's stuff in the books that has not been portrayed on the on, you know, on the in the movies that they could play with and they could dabble with. But it's still the essentially the same story. I, and, you know, I don't know unless JK is going to come in and rewrite all this shit, which I can't see her doing. No, um, then you have to separate. You're going to you're going to JK could have nothing to do with this other than getting paid. She's, she's the separate. one out there endorsing it, which is a problem because she. Well, then I didn't know that. Yeah, she's out there talking about, hey, this is this is I'm all in on this thing, and and J.K. Rowling is not looked upon very favorably right now. You know what I would do? If the I'm new HBO Max. Get, get some new. They never do what? it. What? They never do it. What? I would hire a trans person for Harry Potter just to piss her the fuck off. <laughs> they won't do it. They won't do it. And I'm, Harry- I'm not saying. Harry I'm not Potter saying that that would be the best Light. actor, but I'm just saying piss her the fuck off. Harry Potter drinks Bud Light. Oh my god! Wow, Tunny just yeah. There you go. That's I love Tut PC Tunny. No fucks given. Just go all in. What? What did I say? I didn't do anything. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine? Let's just to make the point, have the fucking thirteen year old. Harry Potter, the new the reboot, sponsored by sponsored by Anheuser Busch. That'd be perfect. He's like writing a Clydesdale in and everything, you know. (laughs) And uh, what's the logo for Bud Light? Coors is the one with the fucking thing, right? The mountains. What's the the logo for Bud Light? I I don't. It just says Bud Light. It's It's just just Anheuser Busch kind of Bud Light letters. Well, instead of the fucking lightning bolt, just put the Anheuser-Busch logo on the yes. side. Yes. Hey, and we do know, where does uh, Patrick's favorite baseball team play their games, Tony? Bush Stadium. Uh, San Luis. <laughs> I think he even mentioned that yesterday on on Hockey Talk, but anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I think, you know, that's, my understanding is J.K. Rowling was involved in this whole thing and they've talked to her and and you know, that's <laughs> that's, you're, 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 um, you're uh, running uphill right off the right off the jump on that thing. So I don't know. I know they want to do something big for Max. Um, Harry Potter reboot. Certainly going to get eyes on it. Will I watch it? Probably because I'm such a huge Harry Potter fan. Am I going to like it? Eh, we'll see. 
everybody will give the first episode a chance. Will I drink Anheuser Busch? Will I drink Budweiser while I'm watching it? Absolutely. Budweiser. I don't know. The rice. The rice beer is not good. Give me, you know, give me the Coors or the Miller Lite. Hey, look, it's all taken from the same vat. You know, Budweiser, Michelob. It's all the same. It's just different levels. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't like Budweiser. It's below my palate level. Anyway, guys. I just yeah for no for no other reason than the taste. That's it. It does kind of taste like piss, but you know. Yeah, like all like, all beers. Like Clydesdale like piss. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> all right, guys. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Bandwagoners. We've covered a lot of ground today. Ray Cash, I'm going to turn it over to you first. Thank you for coming on the show, despite some really difficult circumstances i you know i raise over there with his oxygen tank right now getting a breathing treatment i can see him i I see him right there so thank you so much for coming on the show ray and and putting up with us you know i know you know remember if you unfriend pc tunny it's because of that damn dpp so just make sure you remember that um ray where can people check you out on the social medias one of these days we're gonna uh record the show and we're not gonna allow tunny on and bring dpp back to his original spot he he'll never show up. D, D, P, I know. He he I know. he big times me, Ray. He doesn't want anything to do with me. Maybe if I call him, he Maybe. likes me. Maybe if you call him. Certainly not if me and Tuddy call him. He's gonna be like, uh, that's going straight to voicemail. I just want to tell you something. I've been trying to get that guy on this show for like the last two years. Honestly, <laughs> I'm like, you can skip DWI. I don't give a shit. I'll do that one by myself. Just come back on Bandwagon Nerds, like. Patrick and and David. Well, you and you guys get to come on and uh, DWI a lot. You know, Patrick doesn't come on. But anyway, follow me at PC Tony. I'm done for the day. Thank you for having me. DP was a charter member too. Damn it! I was saying this was yeah. He was one of the first people. I He's um, It's no. Ray Cash, y'all. R A Y S M C O C H C S H C A S. Y'all, y'all, you you know. <laughs> that was that went really smooth there, I gotta say. But R E Y as in Mysterio, C A S H as in dollar signs. It's Ray Cash. That's your MVP. Booyah. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A G G. Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Make sure you are checking us out on Twitter at Bandwagon Nerds. And of course, as we've said several times on this podcast, if you hate what we have done, Make sure you send your hate tweets to that bastard. It's me, DPP. So, you know, he likes he likes those things. But Tony's like, he does. Care of, care of the Thunderdome. Yes. Care of the Thunderdome. By way, a hat tip to the real C. Platt. You know, he'll appreciate all that stuff. So, anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Bandwagoners. Next week, folks, we wrap up Mandalore. Oh, wait, Tony's got something to say. Make sure you follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist. No I in wrestling, but there's an I in realist, and there's an I in Patrick, and there's an I in friend. I think that's how that goes. So make sure you follow Patrick O'Dowd. And you can do send, they need to though? They can send their hate tweets to him too. You know, if they get tired, okay, of, then yeah. if they get tired of blowing up DP's phone, you can send it to at Wrestling Realist. You know, he'll he'll appreciate that as well. But next week, guys, we wrap up the Mandalorian. Hopefully, Ray will be back next week and to talk about and how this whole thing wraps up they're like swimwear make it happen ray this week tune in next week again you gotta be here yeah tune in next week ray rides a mythosaur naked that's you gotta see it so 
Lady Godiva? Yes, exactly. Say Lady something. Yeah, you think you're excited. Feel those nipples. Tunny's got it going on. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Bandwagon Nerds. You've been listening to another great episode of this. Now get out of the basement, get some sun, ride a mythosaur, closer optional. You've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com. That's not the only gift I have for you. What did you do to IG-11? No, that's IG-12 now. Bad baby. No, it's crazy. Well, he's too little to operate this. No, 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 no. Well, let's see if he... Uh-huh. So what do you think? Do nice work, I'll give them that, but Grogu is too young to operate heavy machinery. No. What do you mean, no? No. I think he's saying he's old enough to operate it. Yes. Get him out of there. No. Come on. Hey. Would you look at that? Yes. Yes what? Yes. 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 Get the paper, those. Hey, Grogu, no. Give it no. Grogu, give it back. Here, this isn't working for me. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.